Rush. Rush. Welcome back to another episode of the We Speak English Good podcast. Today's guest is none other than Nate Sweet, Hank Svensson, Samsonite, Slappy, Svensson, no, Svensson, I think that's what it is. Um, I think it's just Hank Smith (laughs) is what we're calling him. Hank Smith. The, the, the boys from Casual Cognition are on the podcast to this, this week uh, from one podcaster to another. Uh, I always love talking to podcasters. They just know how to talk. And these guys are fucking very, very intelligent human beings. And I love their podcast, Casual Cognition. You can find all their links in the show notes. Hank is also a musician who streams on Twitch as well. So all those links in the show notes. So make sure you go click through there and show your boys some love. Nate and Hank. Hank will be coming up very shortly, but first, go to RainaMystique.com, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com, and go check out her latest single, Where Are You Now? She also streams on Twitch four days a week, Mondays to Thursdays, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can also find... Oh my god, this is crazy. I'm so tired, and I'm all jacked up on coffee now. Instant coffee as well. It's terrible. You can also find We Speak English Good on twitch.tv slash We Speak English Good. If you like the podcast, then you're going to love the live stream. Come be a part of the conversation. Come be a part of our live music streams. Come be a part of the games and prizes that are often being given off, like frozen turkeys from a gangster's fucking frozen meat truck. You know, like like out in the middle of like the neighborhood. The gangster is giving out those turkeys. Like, yeah, I'm a good guy, even though I'm totally feeding your neighborhood full of drugs and robbing you folks hey i'm a good guy <laughs> anyways i don't know why i might okay moving on everyone if you want to show support for the show go to, to we speak english and buy some shit just go buy some merch it's on sale i think still i don't know this is like two weeks I, you know what i'm doing all these out of order I'm not in my right mind. I'm kind of getting frank. I'm trying to finish this shit. There's a lot going on. I leave for Seattle tomorrow. So I know. So right now I should be actually in Willytown in, in Troy, Ohio. So hopefully that's where I'm at. Hopefully I'm not dead or worse. So anyways, getting back to everything. Like, subscribe, review, like us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, the whole thing. All the links are in the show notes. So go down there, support your boy, and link up with me. You can also subscribe to Apple iTunes or follow us on Spotify. You can also subscribe on YouTube and or Twitch. You can also leave a review. Leave us a five-star review if you like what you hear. It helps us, and it's very free for you to do. Right, show it. We speak English good at gmail.com, and that is that. Oh my god, fast intros, right? Right. <laughs> Trying. I'm like stumbling over my words and shit. I'm like kind of cooked right now. Like, the fucking, I, I just got some weed that's pretty decent, and I'm really happy with it, so it's just making me kind of dingy. So, pardon while I ding around. Ding a ling, ding a ling. 
All right, guys, let's jump on over to Nate and Hank from the Casual Cognition podcast. And uh, let's let's find out what the, they're co- casually cognating. There it is. That's what I said. I said those sentences. I never promised good English here, folks. I never promised good English. All right, let's jump on over to Nate and Hank. Vincentson, how you guys doing? How you, how y'all doing today? Thank you for being on here. Well, thanks for having us, man. I'm doing great. Can can I hear how you say your last name so I can stop being a prick? Uh, Svensson. 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 It's an extremely Swedish last name. Svensson. Uh, it's like Smith in Sweden. It. Is it really? Yeah, it's it's literally like. Like a Svensson in Swe- in Sweden is like Joe. It's like the average Joe. That's what you call. Like that's the Swedish equivalent of the average Joe is a Svensson. What what are you? Some kind, of a... Svensson? <laughs> <laughs> some kind of Svensson? Some kind of Svensson? It's just every day, baby, every day. Look at that cute little face. Who? Which one, Nate or uh, or Hank? Or are you talking about? Uh, are you talking about? I think Dusty? I think they're talking about you, Mike. I think they're talking about Dusty. I think that. <laughs> look at this. Now we're gonna talk to Dusty. Sorry, sorry, Nate. You're you're now Dusty. Okay, I'm gonna stop just being stupid. This is just no. I can't. We're just wasting people's time at this point. Uh, so I can stop being a prick. Yeah, because that's all it, it will take. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mike. You, you, I told you that we were gonna keep it nice and uh, nice and easy for you, and then you came out with all that spice before we could even. Come listen. on and, and try and keep it casual with you. Listen, we're, we're trying to... Well, look, you guys are casual cognition. And I actually liked your last episode where you guys were talking about how, how like, numbers are being used in arguments these days. And you can kind of, like, skew numbers to sort of fit your arguments of I don't know like yeah. you guys were talking yeah. big name big big words and stuff and and things and I I was getting a little sweaty and confused so can you guys kind of <laughs> go over what your last uh your last podcast episode was about just so everybody gets a feel of what you guys do also uh Valo has been on the podcast and Aaron Goldberg yeah. of Twitch so you guys I really should... enjoyed talking to Valo so oh shit I didn't do the thing I'm oh Damn it. Okay. I didn't do the thing, you guys. The one thing I forgot to do was put your guys' information on there. Please, could you let us know? I thought it was I thought it was doing a hot boy summer for us. I thought that's what you forgot to do. <laughs> it's okay. We can put that at the end. Yeah, let's 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 wait. Let's wait on the hot boy summer, okay? I'm like just it's a hot take summer at this point. Yeah, Aaron Goldberg hot is takes. amazing. Uh but please, could could you kind of explain what you guys were uh, you know, getting at? In your last, it, 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 well, not the last one. I shouldn't say uh, it, it's the second before last one. So you guys came out with a new one called erotic enunciations, <laughs> which I have not dived into. Uh, but let's just say it's just a random chat one. Sometimes Hank and I just do free form ones, and I try and come up with funny names. So that was my attempt at a bad joke and alliteration. But Hank, you wanna you wanna give him a little preview? 
Yeah, so the one from two, yeah, two episodes ago, we got into, yeah, talking about statistics a little bit. Uh, we didn't go too deep. We didn't do too much of a deep dive, but basically we were just like talking about how it's pretty common and like weirdly easy to, if you just take like really, if you just look at a specific piece of the data, you can like bring forth these very convincing and smart sounding statistics uh, that make your argument seem like it's legit when it's just complete bullshit. And we went through some different examples of that. And then we talked a little bit about, um, talked a little bit about like studies as well and how it's just kind of the pitfalls with like just reading the abstract of a study and then using that as like, see, look, I'm right. Rather than actually <laughs> yeah. going into it and, and seeing how it's done and, you know, taking the time to actually like, look at the methodology and of course nobody has time for that because it's the fucking internet but like if if you want to be legit then then uh it makes sense to do a little bit more of a deep dive than i think most people do including including us like we're complete and utter hypocrites but you know it's uh it's I've, I've been to... guilty of it too. <laughs> I've been guilty of it too. Well, yeah. But i do I, these days i think i've gotten into a better habit of of looking into things and I think looking into the methodology of studies and statistics, like what is behind various statistics is important if you're going to use them to define your opinions on them. And, you know, just because a, a study doesn't have perfect methodology doesn't mean it's completely wrong, but you know, you have to use it as like a data point rather than, saying like oh well this this is the truth because this study says it is the truth and even if a study has really good methodology you still can't say okay well this is the definitive truth because this study has good methodology and you know it it, it comes to this conclusion there's almost always am ambiguity and if you're making the effort to go through like a full-on double-blind randomized trial with a large sample size, like that takes a lot of money and time and effort. And usually the reason why you have to do that is because the, the answer, the truth isn't that easy to find. So they're, they're trying to put forth a, a lot of effort to find that truth. And so if you talk to like a researcher, if you look at like what they say about this kind of stuff, they'll very rarely say like, Oh yeah, this is the case because of this. They'll say something like, our the evidence that we've come that we've been led to um leads us to believe this particular conclusion is likely the truth but most people who are actually involved in research science you know they use collated data of a lot of different sources and a lot of different studies to try and point towards the truth and but it's very common for laymen to say just well here i found a study and you never know where it's coming from. Usually they haven't looked at the methodology, but you can find a study to back up almost any opinion that you want to have. Yeah, that, that, um, that, yeah. It, it, I see this a lot with, um, not only in the media, but like, uh, I see this a lot with, with, um, 
people who debate a lot, like uh, educators and uh, you know people who are in the uh, uh, education realm, especially higher learning or in the universities, where you have them talking and reciting these these statistics. And using all these crazy big words. And I almost feel like it's like word karate. And um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they, they, they're just out yeah, there. I know exactly what you mean. And, and by the end of the debate, like nothing has been debated really other than like them just sort of rattling off these statistics. And I just feel like there's not, there's a lot of those, those like especially those big debates that you see on like Twitch or YouTube where there's like, you know, there's like 10 people in a Zoom call and they're all sort of just – taking shots at each other and 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 citing off things but uh citing off facts or or stats and at the end of it it's just like nothing was really solved no one really made a point about anything and it was just sort of this this word karate that that just you know like and they just barrage the audience and and like i'm kind of educated so i can understand mostly what's going on but I do feel like how you guys are saying, like if a layman person came in there who was just, you know, was just interested in a certain topic and they were trying to listen to these people debate it, I, I could see how people would be like, fucking, what is even happening here? This is ridiculous. People are not even trying to talk. Uh, yeah, not, people aren't trying to aren't trying to talk to me. They're just trying to talk and 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 you know get their point across or or at least try it's like they're not even convincing anybody of anything it's just like blah 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 yeah. you're they're pro- not talking to each other they're trading monologues basically exactly exactly they're using each other to set up their own monologue and there's there's not really any communication going on between the two parties there's just um there the person who is talking is trying to communicate to whoever they think is watching them or going to watch them. Yeah. Your prior guest used word karate. Yeah. You know what? <clears throat> that is one thing about my guest that was on, and I think uh, Nate was there too. I, I think you were there for that one. The Yeah. Uh, what I fucking forgot. Christian. Christian Watson. And, and Christian's, yeah. he, he's a young dude. And he's educated. He's a very smart guy. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, me too. Um, but, you know, like I felt like he had his sort of set – set answers that did it what it, it didn't feel like it was much of a conversation rather than like he just sort of had his his memorized answers for whatever fits the topic and it, and, and then he just sort of repeated that um and nothing against christian he's a well-spoken young dude like i love him uh i know well I'm, i i should stop calling him a young dude because he hates the fact that people are um they they judge him because he's young and uh, they don't think that he has his thoughts together and you know whatever. Uh, to you guys can think whatever you guys want about him, but he he's is doing his guy, thing. He's you got know? a little bit more to learn about communication. Right, right, and and, and, and he has to. Know, get, I, I think he's going to go places. It's I, not. I he's. I don't. He doesn't strike me as a bad person, even mm-hmm. though I disagree with him. <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. It, he's not a bad person. It's just that this is how he thinks. This is how he acts, and and this is what his career trajectory is taking him, and that's what he wants to do with it, and that's fine. I, I, I'm very happy that he's doing that, and and this is still a free country. Kind of. So, you know, go get yourself some. Go go get yourself some. I appreciate Nate's diplomacy. Yeah, yeah. Training monologues speaking to their own audience. Yeah, that that's, to me, I just, it's not much of a conversation. And I don't feel like a lot 
a lot gets done when you're just sort of focusing on numbers and this and that. And and I've been, you know, like you guys say, like maybe uh, I think maybe you said it in the podcast, but, you know, we've all done it. We've all done this thing where we just quote some study that we saw to kind of push a point across and I do it a lot. And then you find out like, you know, the study was, you know, there was no double blind placebo, whatever it was, you know, yeah. there was nothing. It was all just hearsay and that person said so. It's, I've been wrong so many times, yeah. and I would hate to have somebody judge me now based on my opinions that I had at 22. Yeah, yeah, well, that's another thing, right? It's like, because you had an opinion at 22 that was public, now that is your opinion for the rest of your life. Yeah, that's just a snapshot of who I am. That's not, and that's that's one thing that is actually a real big problem these days of like, like, now we are more than our than just ourselves in the moment or in our recent past and recent future. Yeah. Now there is there's so much that that stays around. And I heard somebody make this joke the other day. I forget exactly who it was, but it was like remember the old trope of like like the high school principal being like, "This is going on your permanent record," yes. and they, you know everybody laugh about it because <laughs> like, yeah, that the permanent record that, that's just a scare tactic. Well, now there is there's like a social media permanent record. Yeah, where if you fuck up at 21 and you know you get a public image and somebody finds out at 31, you know you're you're gonna have to explain yourself. Yeah, you got a lot of explaining to do. Yeah. Yeah. What What about you, Hank? You got anything in your past that would come bubbling up if you got to a certain point in your in in, in notoriety? He's a real bastard. He's, <laughs> He's a real that. son of a bitch. I mean, <laughs> been real I gotta say, I was a fucking piece of shit when I was in sixth grade. Like I was just a straight <laughs> up asshole. I did <laughs> so garbage. many horrible things. So I'm I'm really glad that that was. Uh, before you should have heard the things he said about Barack Obama. <gasps> it was ruthless. <laughs> Not Barack. No, but but like seriously, like I'm I'm just glad that I grew up in a time where you like I didn't have a smartphone in mm. sixth grade. I had a fucking uh what was it called? It was like one of those ones where you could have like four pre-programmed numbers in the phone. <laughs> yeah. And then like I just set them all to my buddies' numbers yeah. and then like <laughs> But uh, the calculator. Yeah, I, did some, I did some exactly. <laughs> yes. I did some pretty pretty fucked up shit when I was uh, when I was in fifth and sixth grade. So um, I'm just glad that I wasn't around and I wasn't posting shit yeah. on MySpace yeah. and stuff. Were you so doing I, like hate crimes or something. What what what, no, what no, constitutes like as fucked just, up? <laughs> just like just like being a general dick. Yeah, well, dude, like we 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 got into some shenanigans in Sedona young in high boys. school. Yeah, young boys. We did some. We, it, it wasn't anything too horrible, but no, I remember, uh, I remember one time I was driving down a road and my buddy, I had a crowbar in the back of my truck and there was somebody he really didn't like, and he, he fucking, he hit their mailbox with a crowbar while I was driving past it and like exploded the mailbox. <laughs> but that was just like common shit. It, it was like, so that was like a super small town where in high school, like, the 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 young guys would just there's just roving bands of mischievous teenagers because there's nothing to do in town. Yes. So there's a lot of like just like classic like 80s shenanigans like toilet papering and egging of oh, houses. Yeah. Um 
I remember some of our friends, they went out and they, they did this thing called porno pasting where they printed out like physical sheets of like <laughs> porn images and they taped them to people's like houses and cars in a nice neighborhood. Cow tipping in Lima, Ohio. Yeah, there you go. Cow tipping. No, this is what we used to do to each other. When I we... did cow tipping once. I've never done cow tipping, by the way, everybody. Never tipped done that. Cow. Never tipped a cow. Like, I was just too too afraid that I would hurt the cow. Like, I was just never that guy who wants to go hurt the cow. Like, I, don't, I know it's not supposed to hurt him, but oh, my God. I think they have churches in Sweden. Yeah, <laughs> Valo those things are like boulders. Valo said, well, with a name like Svensson, I'd expect him to have burned down at least one church. Yes. <laughs> Scandinavian bastard, not German. Come on now. Wait, a second. the Germans though, right? or not? No, it was the Swedes, right? And the Scandinavians with the black metal and stuff. Wasn't is that what you're referring to, Valo? Like the the black well, that metal. That would that would make more sense. That would make more sense. Uh, <clears throat> I think they have true. Yeah. Uh, no, the they do. <laughs> A few. A few. A few that, that only two people attend. Norwegian death metal. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. I was kidding, but yeah. Thank you. Thank you guys very much for getting us back up to on speed here. I What we used to do to each other when uh, MySpace was a thing, if we would leave our laptops open around, like, because I lived in a house, like, it was basically like a... It was basically, yeah, exactly. It, it was ba it was basically like the littlest frat house. It was just awful. Like there was just like it was like four dudes living in a two bedroom apartment, shoebox, and like it had roaches and shit. It was gross, and we were just drunk all the time and doing just dumb shit. And so we, if they left their laptops out, we would get into their their MySpace. And back then in MySpace, you used to be able to embed videos into your feeds, into your home pages. So we would go and embed like Brazilian fart porn or like, you know, Shizen videos on each other's uh, uh, Shiza or Shizen. I don't know. But it's, uh, yeah, we would just have, we just <laughs> have all videos. Yes. Yes, exactly. And, and this is how we God. would play pranks on each other. And then that evolved into throwing just the left shoe on the roof. And that evolved into shitting on people's clothes. And then oh it evolved God. into smashing out each other's windows. So, you know, it's just good old-fashioned cisgendered white boy male fun. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm actually so curious as to whether... People still do this kind of shit, like, or or if it's if it's gone down, because like, because I feel like one of the main reasons we did that kind of stuff, at least Hank and I, is because we were just like incredibly bored. Yeah, and you know, obviously teenagers they love to be rebellious naturally, mm. but it makes me wonder. Like, I wonder if uh, if like they're they're taking their rebellion online or are they still uh are they still they still egging houses and and uh toilet paper and people and and posting porn in places where uh people don't expect which is hilarious i'm sorry but but could you imagine <laughs> if your mom's like scrolling through your myspace back in the day and she sees like something that she could never unsee brazilian oh, fart man. porn i love that video by the way there's just like it's just like it's just like big old Brazilian butts like spread apart and and, and a person behind their butt with their mouth open and it's just like <laughs> and like some of them are like oh. Oh my God. but they look really into it. I love it.
Cis white dudes. Oh, Thank man. you, auto corrupt. Oh. <laughs> yeah, auto corrupt. Uh, destroying physical things will always be fun. I agree, Bonnie. It's just I, I agree with that. It's in us. Yeah. The the small town thing. Here's the funny thing. All that stuff that was happening with the MySpace that all happened while we were in San Diego, California, which is like an amazing city with lots to do. When we were in Ohio, it was more like let's let's snort oxycontin and fucking yell at people while they're on stage trying to perform, or or uh, or or let's go break mailboxes. Like growing up in a small town definitely puts this um, puts this fire under your ass to figure shit out. And if you don't have right the right direction, you you and your fucking stupid little friends are just gonna be out there, you know, blowing shit up and smashing windows and shit it's it, i don't know man like small town living is definitely like one of those things that i don't really care for like toledo is big enough but it's not so it's big enough for me to find a space where i can go and be alone but it's small enough to where i can't get decent food at like any hour of the day and that pisses me off so you know you know we take the good with the bad whatever yeah. uh you sound like you were crazy were <laughs> Uh, but that's that's also how some great discoveries have been made. Probably, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Maybe that's how. I know. Uh, I don't Hank know. and I were lucky to grow up in Sedona. Yeah. Why? Like that was an incredible town in so many ways. Uh, I don't know if you know what like Sedona, anything about Sedona, Arizona, but it's one of the most beautiful places in the world, and there's a there's a lot of magic to that place. Hank, I've been yapping a lot. You want to you want to talk about Sedona at all? I could talk about Sedona all day. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it's a it's a beautiful place for sure. Yeah, you can pull up some some pics there. It's there uh, you go, amazing. But it is kind of like you were saying, Mike. I mean, growing up there, if you're not into outdoor stuff, if you're not into hiking, which luckily we were somewhat, or I was. Uh, yeah. But it's definitely there's not much going on there. Like it's a it's a tourist, it's a complete and utter tourist town. But you know, what, when we were talking about it earlier, I, I thought it would be I thought we it would be good to just have a quick moment of silence for porno pasting because I feel like it's just done. <laughs> Nobody has printers anymore. <laughs> it's all online e-signatures and shit. Like no way kids are doing that still. Yeah, no, no one way. cares. No one cares. <laughs> Who has a printer? <laughs> yeah. I, I I I think that it would be um really cool to do to do that like as if kids like you know how things are coming back like the 80s are coming back and the 90s are coming back. Like what if kids start bringing back like old like analog pranks instead of like they're bringing gonna go back, they're gonna go to like a kinko's and <laughs> print out some porn well, where's the kinko's at by the way it's like but but office max yeah, the last few in existence those are gone mostly um i i just assume the wright brothers or whatever were smashing mailboxes and then they were probably high and were like i bet we can fly man yeah i agree <laughs> mental holy shit man how you been r.i.p porn printing yeah i agree how you doing, buddy? Thank you so much for that sub. Good to see you. Glad you're here. It's been a little bit. I hope you're doing okay. I know things are a little crazy over there, so I hope you're doing okay. Um, anyways, yeah, the uh, probably. It's that small town living. But Sedona, I mean, like, is Sedona up, like, in the Northern Rim area? Is that where it considered the ri Northern yeah, Rim? Yeah, it's up in Northern Arizona. 
Okay. Yeah. A lot of people have heard of Flagstaff, surprisingly, yes. but not Sedona. I've heard of Sedona, but I just never been. I've been to I've been to uh, Flagstaff. I've been to uh, Phoenix. I've been to Tucson, and uh, but I've never been to Sedona. And wow, it looks really good. So is Sedona like a, a shitty deserty? Like is it like shitty hot up there too? No, I mean it. It gets hot in the summertime, but it, it snows pretty. in the wintertime. It snows. Yeah. Fuck. It does snow sometimes. Not very often, but you yeah. can get some snow there. But yeah, you definitely don't want to go in the summer. Just, just don't. Just don't yeah. do it. It's not, not worth it. But Sedona is like the mecca for hippies. Oh, it's like, okay. It's got some. Oh, look, it's right got here's... some pretty wild conspiracy theories and like new age beliefs around it. There you go. If that's not enough proof to you guys, spiritual Sedona. Hold on. Let's let's go to the Guardian and there see what spiritual Sedona is. Oh, I'm not even exaggerating when I say there's probably as many crystal shops as there are restaurants in the town. <laughs> Busy month of work for work. No worries, mental. I'm glad that you're okay. That's all. Um, spiritual Sedona, the Arizona town bursting with positive vibes. America's new age capital is brimming with tours, classes, and shops offering spiritual healing, but its most uplifting aspect is its dramatic setting amid rust-colored mesas and butts. There you go. Lots of butts out there. Uh, locals call Sedona, Arizona, a cathedral without walls. It's not just the landscape. Those red cliffs, mesas rearing up against a crisp and empty sky that inspired Hollywood producers of the 1930s and 40s to shoot westerns such as Broken Arrow and Stagecoach in the area. Three million tourists uh, a year come to this town of barely 10,000 nestled among towering rusty sandstone rock formations in the northern Verde Valley. Many of their, these visitors are pilgrims, particularly at this time of year, headed to Arizona to search for spiritual, a spiritual renewal. <laughs> uh, what they're not saying in there is that it's like the best place to do drugs. So is there like a lot of hippies that, that are just like, f like, are they doing like, now, now what kind of drugs? Like the, like, oh, it's, it's like drugs? psychedelics, yeah. tons of psychedelics there. There's okay. lots of ceremonies, um, Obviously, we smoked a lot of weed whenever we were kids there, but um, it's like one of the only high schools in the country where like weed is the main drug of choice over alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> right on, Valo. Enjoy your shower, buddy. <laughs> that that's um, that's tight. That's tight. I, I would prefer that. I wish that my school was. My school had a lot of hippies in it, but it wasn't. I mean, not everybody was smoking like that. Mm. Yeah, it was like pretty much everybody. But um, but what this? Uh, I do have to critique this uh, this Guardian article here because what locals actually call Sedona is a fucking black hole because <laughs> nobody escapes. Yes. Okay, so it, yeah. they're saying it down here a little bit, actually. Spiritual seekers it, across the country listen. Uh, listen. In eight, or 1987, Sedona was to host one of the largest branches of the Harmonic Convergence, a new age synchronized meditation when 5,000 pilgrims came to get in touch with the universe at the Bell Rock Butte, believed by many to be a vortex. Okay, so I just saw vortex and I just thought people were like, it's a vortex here. No, you want me to explain kind of <laughs> one of the things that yeah, happened with that? This is like a famous incident in Sedona. Okay. Where 
a shitload of hippies got there and and there's this big old um, monumental rock that just like juts out of this um, this valley area called Bell Rock and it's right near one of the main roads that goes through the Sedona area and it's a it's a really common hiking spot you can get up pretty high on the rock and it's really mm-hmm. fun to go on but there was apparently this kind of like cultish view back then that it was going to be like a like some kind of spaceship or something and yeah, so, wasn't that oh, for, for 2012? I think oh, it was for 2012. This might have been earlier, but, and but this I think it's happened multiple times. Maybe I'm thinking of a different one, but this time a whole bunch of hippies got there and they they completely circled this massive rock. And there there had to be hundreds of them because the base is is like I mean, what would you guess, Hank? Like like the trail around Bell Rock is probably two or three miles like to go around the full circumference of it. Yeah, I would say max. It's pretty. I mean, you can. I got. You can get up there if you're if you're a local fucking Spider Maning up that shit. Yeah, you can get, you can get up, up there, there quick. in like five minutes. Yeah. yeah. Hold on, I'm trying. It's to... not super super big. So wait, these hippies thought that this was gonna be a, a spaceship, and and they're like <laughs> converging to. Oh, look at the. <laughs> yeah, and they were holding hands around it. And they're like, it's gonna take us away. Yeah, it's like classic cult move. I love it. Wow, look at that. That's something cool. about Sedona. Like like Hank was saying, it's a black hole, and like once it catches you in its gravity, it just like pulls you back in. I want to retire in Sedona. Really? Oh yeah. If there's any, if there's like, if there's one place anybody was like, all right, choose right now, you'd have to live here forever. Hundred percent be Sedona. Why? Uh, that's hard to to say. I mean, I could obviously point to the fact that it's beautiful, but I think that there's just a magic about the place that, um, like, when I go back and visit there, like, it almost makes me, like, feel, like, tear up a little bit to leave because I love the area so much. Mm. And there's a lot of, like, weird beliefs around it. They say that there's these things called vortexes in, mm. uh, in the area. Yeah, that that's are, what it was. These, like, energy vortexes. And I mean, I've been to vortexes and stuff. I, I didn't really feel anything specific, but I think there's something there's something magical about the whole area that just draws me in. Yeah, and uh, has is made there, me fall in love with it. Is there um, is there like is there bases and stuff? Is there like military bases around there? Mm. Well. Yeah, I I, dro- I mentioned this in the Discord. You did, you did, day. but but I couldn't remember if you were saying that um, if there was bases like I couldn't remember because it's such a small town. I didn't think that there was army bases nearby. Well, because then went the army base people like occupy a lot of that. So well, supposedly this is kind of an urban legend thing, mm-hmm. and um. The in addition to being this like hippie spiritual type capital, it's also like a huge UFO alien conspiracy. Here we place. go. Here we go. Where's moving we Dutchman? Go. Moving Dutchman, if you're here lurking, then I guess this is your time to go, sir. <laughs> moving Dutchman yeah. does not like the conspiracy talk. Uh, but well, this is this is a fun one because it has nothing to do with any kind of politics or anything like that. Nice. It's just classic. Class. Alien Area 51 types conspiracy theory. Show. I'm, I'm in it. Okay. So the the gist is is that supposedly there's a secret military base 
right outside of Sedona down one of the, one of the back roads that I actually used to live down. And I mean, Hank, did you ever see any of the helicopters go back behind that mountain and not come out the other side? I saw one or two, but that was like a common phenomenon that people talked about a lot. That yeah, I saw some some Blackhawks flying around. Yeah, there's like there. there's definitely military traffic yeah. that goes in and out of the area. But um, to like and there some... is an airport. There's an airport in Sedona that um, actually John McCain used to fly into a lot because he had a, a house just outside of Sedona. Mm. And so the I I think that that was actually one of like the you know, the classic conspiracy, like cover up theories is like, oh, well, politicians have houses outside of Sedona, not because it's one of the most beautiful, peaceful places on the planet, but because they want to cover up the military traffic that goes in and out. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt, if right. you will. But um, I, I have seen some military traffic go in and out of there. And if you walk down into into this back road area, and you, uh, excuse me, you hike into, into some of these like difficult to navigate canyons. You end up finding these signs that say this is government property, no trespassing, mm. pro- uh, you know, violators will be prosecuted, all the, the typical no trespasser signs. And apparently, I, I didn't get this far, but apparently people have gone out there and gotten turned back by armed guards. Ah. Uh. And um, the the uh, the the real kicker that kind of sold me a little bit on the theory and made me just think like, woohoo, maybe. So the it used to be um, supposedly it used to be in this area the base um, that was owned by this man, the last name of Bradshaw. I can't remember his first name, but if you look up Sedona Bradshaw Ranch, it'll come right up. And this guy was was writing about aliens on his property <laughs> and like interdimensional aliens on his property. And supposedly the government came in, bought up their ranch, built this military base on it, and then, you know, paid him off to never write about it again. Oh. And it was near this place at we'd call Bradshaw mountain a lot, but it was renamed. And I, f- I forget exactly what they called it again, but we used to just call it Bradshaw mountain. Mm. And there was this girl that Hank and I went to high school with. Oh, I won't name, I won't dra- name drop her first name, but her last name was Bradshaw. Oh, and, uh, you, you remember Hank, you remember the Bradshaw I'm talking about? Yes. So I asked her one day. She mysteriously disappeared. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) And we never heard from her again. Um, So I asked her, me and one of my other friends went up to her one day and we were like, hey, so um, did you ever used to have like a grandfather or a great uncle or something that lived here? And she, she, without asking her about any of this alien shit, and she was like, yeah, I, I, my granddad used to to own a ranch here, but the government came in and bought it, and he moved to Texas. <laughs> and, you know, apparently she had no idea what the fuck we were talking about, and me and my buddy were just looking at each other like, "What the fuck? Whoa!" And she, it's real. She t- <laughs> so <laughs> she was just like, she just casually was just like, "Oh yeah, this is this yeah. what happened." Men yeah. in black about to show up, right? The stream's mm-hmm. about to go black. We're just gonna see yeah. it, not like this, you know. <laughs> like, 
to shut it down. I love the alien stuff. My granddad actually used to run uh, the actual Area 51. Huh? Like yeah, run it? He was, um, he was the head researcher over at Area 51 for a while. He's a nuclear physicist. Oh, how dare he? So wait, so I mean, obviously he probably couldn't talk about what he was doing there, but did he talk about what he was doing there? I mean, so even if you look into the alien conspiracy stuff about this, they always say Area 51 isn't mm -hmm. the place. Oh, yeah. And so, like, essentially what he he hinted at to me was that it was just, like, top secret weapons research at Area 51. Mm. So, I mean, there was, a, you know, he, he definitely shut down the conversation fairly quick, which makes me wonder, but, <laughs> you know... That would be the same thing you'd have to do if you had top secret military weapons clearance at, right. at the same time. So, you know, it's it's obvious. It's a fun it's a fun thing to say, but um, I didn't I didn't get anything juicy from him. And uh, he actually fairly recently had a stroke, and he's oh. he's still alive, but his he's really slowed down now. So, oh. well, maybe now you can get get him to talk. I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. Maybe I can go in there <laughs> and interrogate him a little bit. <laughs> You get can him dress up he... as his uh, superior officer, they... dude. <laughs> fucking take him back That's to the good old days. Oh Commander God. Sweet! <laughs> debrief! Horrible. This is a debriefing. Oh, <laughs> uh, I need. I need. Am to know I about real? <laughs> I need to know about the others. Oh uh, my God! The things he must know—they're always listening. Yeah, they are. They McCain are. was an alien. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably for real. Like that dude. I mean, he looked like a weirdo. But I mean, know. I mean, he was old though. You can't be too mean to him, I guess. Oh man, he was a goddamn McCain? hero. He was a yeah, goddamn. Yeah, wasn't he a POW? Yeah, yeah he was a guy. That's, lift up his that's why his face yeah. was all fucked up. Yeah, well, let's make fun of the POW. Ouch. <laughs> I mean. Yikes. The, the, the president did. Doesn't that mean it's on limits? Right, right. The former yeah. president. Yeah, if the former president can take shots at him, then, then we can. We're going to stoop to that level. We're going to really stoop to that level, you guys. Come on. We're, yeah. better. we're better than that. We, we are. We are. Help we're us. Here. We're, we're, we're Twitch streamers. We're, we're above the level of Trump. Yeah. It, yeah. Like you said, he, he, he says a mean joke. He he can be funny. But, he can be funny, but like he's just the worst. He's just, <laughs> he's just the he's fucking just worst. A piece of shit. He's just the absolute worst. Uh, the B two oh pilots used to mess with people when the project was still secret. Yeah, that's true. Really, that's true. Yeah, the stealth bomber pilots. They used to kind of like they they played around with it a little bit. That's fucked up. Yeah, that's fucked up. Just to like give people. Just to, just to throw people off. I mean, like, to yeah. me, that almost seems like they're commanded to just to, like, do that. Because, you know, the the government will put out its own form of misinformation and and they'll, uh, you know, just to throw people off the trail or something. So maybe maybe that's what they were doing. Maybe they're commanded to go and, uh, you know, freak people out. So what, what do you guys think, then, what's going on now with all these uh, sightings at military bases... Mm. Um, and you know, I don't know. Did you guys see Phenomenon? Did you watch that documentary at all? Any of either of you guys? I haven't seen it. I didn't see the documentary, but I I've been following the the UFO news mm. pretty pretty closely. Yeah, it, it, I watched the the Bob Lazar interview and uh, some of the other stuff. You know, checked out 
Checked out old Tom DeLong. He's a fun one. <laughs> yeah. Tom oh man, DeLong. I saw him live. Uh, I think he's. I think he's a much more convincing punk rocker than he is a UFO guy. But <laughs> for sure. Um, but it was. It but it was because of Tom that all this information was start, yeah. starting to come out. So yeah, I can't hate on him. It, it takes a fucking uh, an insane rock star sometimes. This is why I get pissed off when people are like, uh, you know, if you're an artist or if you're a musician, he's like, you don't got nothing to say about nothing. Stay in your lane. Yeah, stay in your lane. What the fuck are you talking about? Fuck off. It's like Tom Long fucking uncovered all this shit. Now the government's saying it. It's like all throughout history, fucking musicians and artists have pushed any kind of progress forward. I mean, Bob Dylan fucking... Come on, what the fuck? Like, I could go on and on, but I won't. I won't. I, I fear that Matt Suarez will pop in. He's like, here we go, talking about censorship again. And I have to be like, fuck, Matt. You know what? Sometimes I'm, oh, I'm passionate. Boy. I'm passionate. All right, so. No, I get that. I mean, I made fun of Tom DeLong for a while, and, you know, he was he was right in a lot of ways. He, he, he called a lot of this shit, yeah. and it's. You know, you can't hate on him too much. Just I mean, I can it. make fun. I think it's still, I think it's okay to make fun of people. But yeah, I think that like, you've got to give people certain space to speak. Now, I, I think that there's a line to be drawn in certain instances, but I, I, usually it's pretty clear like, okay, well, this is an extreme line. This person's really causing like major damages with what they're doing. And maybe we need to think about you know, not letting them spread. It's like, it's a classic, like fire in a crowded theater argument. Like, mm-hmm. where do you draw the line? Cause the line has to be drawn somewhere where somebody's causing harm. Right. But it, that's a rare, that's a rare instance. Like the vast majority of the time, it's better to just let people talk. Yes. And, and that's the thing that a lot of people get caught up on. It's like, they don't want to hear these things, but it's like, if you suppress it, it, it doesn't go away. It just sort of comes out in different, more terrible ways. Like, you get president trump you know <laughs> like like that is that is a classic example of how you know people were getting silenced being told they're deplorable being told they're fucking ignorant dipshits and they're like oh well okay well then if we're so stupid let's uh let's fucking burn it down so it it it, it doesn't really do much but yeah i'm canceled okay fucking there it is everybody everybody's canceled except canceled. For dusty so there it is yeah that is it's kind of ridiculous though like cuz to me if you don't like what somebody's saying, then just fucking don't listen to them. Like right. unfollow them on Twitter or whatever. Like I don't give a shit. Uh, so to to me, like to yeah, like you were saying, because there's a there's a difference between silencing somebody for saying things that you don't like versus calling them an asshole. One of those things is like inhibiting their right to free speech and the other one is exercising your own right to free speech so it's just like if it's really that big of a deal yeah you can spend all your time going why you fucking piece of shit sure go ahead but to me it's like i just ignore all of it and i feel like i'm just much better off with that and feel like uh it's going pretty good. It's working out pretty well. <laughs> it's working out okay. Uh, we have a we have a question from Kathy Sower. So regarding conspiracy theories, if one fears, if, if one hears someone expressing a case that sounds like a conspiracy th- theory, or one holds an opinion that others treat as a conspiracy theory, how does one persuade people to bring, e or uh, e g 
critical thinking to bear rather than just write off, write off or be written off as a tinfoil uh, hat wearing loon. Yeah, and and that, um, oh, go ahead, please. Uh, I'd rather you guys answer this. I think a lot of it comes down to like tone and how you're approaching the way that you speak to somebody. Because there's a lot of instances where, you know, like everybody wants to call everything a fucking conspiracy theory these days because it's so easy to write something off as a conspiracy theory. But I think the biggest thing is to to like express yourself in a way that's not judgmental of someone else's thing or, or tr not trying to say like, this is exact, this is what's true. Like, yeah. how can you not believe it? You fucking sheep. Yeah. And more about like, Hey, this is something interesting that I've been looking at. Like, what do you think of this? Like presenting it as, um, you know, a topic to be discussed rather than an opinion that you're at, that you're challenging or asking to be challenged. It goes back exactly to what you guys were talking about uh, in the beginning, where it's like there, there's, there's such a big difference between like just trying to stuff your opinion down someone else's throat versus like approaching it as like, hey, uh, I have certain ideas and opinions and knowledge and so do you and oh, we actually disagree on this thing. Maybe we can work together to bring ourselves closer to the truth. And like, we're probably still going to be wrong because we're humans and like, we're fucking stupid. Like that's, <laughs> we're monkeys, right? So to, to me, like it's, it's super important to start from this, I, from the understanding that like, we don't know shit. And then it's, it's a lot more fun, I think. And, and like, not to approach it from, look how right I am. Approach it from, oh, here's an inter like you said, Nate. Like, oh, here's an interesting idea that I've been kind of thinking about. What do you think about this? And try to kind of keep it on that tone. But it's it's super difficult because I think a lot of people, as soon as they hear something that is against their like ideo ideological belief system, they'll just like get triggered and then start yelling at you because you're a <laughs> conspiracy theorist or whatever. But I think that's your best shot to like, like you said, it's, it's really, it's a lot about the tone and, and I think as well the intention. So it's like, let's see if we can learn something. Yeah. That, that's where I come from is that, that school thought of like, Oh, let's just, let's just hear them out. <laughs> you know, uh, it really is super difficult for far too many folks. It is. But I think that a lot of that is because we are sort of pushed and pulled in these different directions. Whereas like radical thinkers are getting these platforms now and, and which you need radical thoughts to get shit done. But I think that things are, are sort of overcorrecting. And we've also found, you know, like the media has sort of also found like a very profitable way to bring their uh, status back up. And because, you know, when you look at the mainstream media, you look at the New York Times and CNN and where CNN's highest rated show is like 66,000 people or something like what? Like like people ultimate alternate media is getting better numbers than CNN. So it's uh, yeah. they're obviously dying and. 
and so there, it just seems like a lot of what's happening is sort of being perpetuated by, by the media, by like because because if it bleeds, it reads. Uh, clickbaity, you know, Trump did this, Trump did that, and and they, and, you know, these these companies, these news organizations, made so much money off of the last four years of Trump, you know, so like. I, I do see it as sort of, a, and I'm not saying this is the whole thing, but the whole model has turned into this sort of like us versus them, Monday night football explosions and fucking like coming at you live from New York City. The graphics alone. And the graphics and, and fucking, it's like, this is why the Republicans are a bunch of twats and, you know, it's just people talking loudly and, and, and picking and choosing facts and, and stats and shit. To, to push their narrative and and along with that just everyone is sort of being pushed and pulled with them down this fucked up path that they're taking that like we're just gonna push the the we're gonna push the loudest and 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 fucking most most uh eye grabbing stories we can to stay alive and i think that had a lot to do with where we're at right now is we're fucking we're just we're being baited by by our media but also when you look at them as a longer arm of the government and and they're in working with you know the technocratic silicon valley you know so like there's this little cabal going on moving dutchman just in time we're talking talking about your favorite thing you missed the aliens moving dutchman you missed them you missed the aliens you missed the aliens where were you <laughs> But no, it's we're like, trying to we're trying to keep it to a uh, to a medium spicy. Yeah, medium spicy. spice today, medium spice. But but uh, you know, I, I really do think that the media is sort of being put. Yeah, oh, there you go. Well, you said it's a profit motive kind of thing. It you is. Know, it's it, not the, all the profit, profit motive, but it, it it is a huge part of what is dividing us. And and you know that person's a conspiracy theorist. Uh, that that person said that the lab leak was a conspiracy. Let's cancel them. Oh wait, a year later. Well, wow, that's a really plausible thing that might have happened. <laughs> and so the problem is with conspiracies is they could be true, right? You know, they can definitely yeah. be true. So it is it is hard and it is hard to deal with uh, you know, people who are just spouting off any kind of conspiracy that fits their little fucking narrative too. So it is dangerous. It is dangerous to sort of let this shit go. But I definitely think that this division is not because people are thinking of conspiracies and shit. I think this division is mostly being pushed by powers that be because when you are fighting amongst yourself, uh, you get told you, you just follow in line. Like they can do whatever they want. They can pass any kind of measures because we're too busy in the streets, fucking burning shit down and trying to, and hating our neighbor. And meanwhile, they're passing all this policy that's sort of eroding away our rights to, you know, function as free people. So I think it's a, it's a really dangerous time right now. And, and I do, you know, I, I don't know if like, silencing people is the right move or if it is because the thing is that it does work right silencing people does work if you don't like what someone's saying taking them off the internet does fucking work it's very effective but i, I don't know i don't know what the right answer is on that one man i, I don't know i've been rambling and now movie dutchman's gone he's like fuck this i'm out. <laughs> i'm just playing i'm just playing <laughs> i'm not fucking i'm not doing anything to movie dutchman okay um, <laughs> well, I, I think it. I think it really like 
it's honestly a very similar to what we were talking about before with like the statistics and studies yeah. thing where nowadays you know, it used to be where you had a handful. I mean, at one point it was a fucking printing press, like your local newspaper that, that came out of a press was your, your source for the news. That was the only thing you could get for the news. Then it was a radio. So you had a little bit more reach and then it was TV, but even then, there was still like there was a handful of, of of shows, you know, the classic like Walter Cronkite kind of thing, mm -hmm. where people trusted the news, and it was like, all right, well, we can trust this person, we can trust this institution to define what reality is, and then I can make a belief on it. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, there's so many media sources that you can really define your own reality. And de depending on which media source you want to go to and you can find whether it's on TV or whether it's on the Internet or whatever it is, you can find a full, uh, a very like well-produced, well-written uh, production of the news that you want to hear, that you want to believe. Yeah. And so people are having like, I, I, I think one of the biggest problems is that people can't agree on a base reality premise. And so they can't debate each other because they're, they just, the worlds that they see themselves existing in are entirely different. Hmm. Dang, that was and bad. that's because of the media, you know, <laughs> the different media sources. And that's the media's fault again. But, but yeah, well, I mean, in all media, you know, it's, that, right. I, I, I don't want to, you know, it's not just CNN's fault. Right, right. No, for sure. I mean, I, I want. I would go as far as to blame Fox News and uh, who's the fat fuck who just died? Uh, Roger Ailes. Oh, that fat fuck too. But um, uh, Rush Limbaugh. Rush, oh, Rush Limbaugh. Rush Limbaugh is one of the Fucking like OG. Asshole. Yeah, one of the OGs on this. You know, uh, and they are the ones that sort of popularized this sort of method of. Of selling an idea, but Roger Ailes, yes, Roger Ailes, Fox News, fucking and, and Rush Limbaugh. Uh, I, I read Matt Matt Taibbi's book, and I just thought it was so good. I forgot what you call it. It's his latest book. I forgot what it's called. I suck, but yeah, I mean, it, it's just such a it was such a fascinating read. How he sort of breaks down where this idea of how the me and, and it's not like this is new. Like the media has always, you know, sort of used these sort of um, these fear tactics to sort of get it, push a narrative. But it's so prevalent now, and it's so, it, like, you know, like, we all have the news right fucking here at all times. And it's just, ugh, like, right now there's a thing that popped up on my feed, and I'm trying to read it, but, like, I'm, no, don't read it. And it's, so it's everywhere, and it's in everything we do, and, and it's more than just a, a TV show that the family watches at night now, you know? It, 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 there's no more real gatekeepers. Anybody can put out news. Anybody can make a website that looks like a legit news source and just put it out there. So it's getting to that point where we just don't know what's even real anymore, and, and it's hard to sort of, you know, find some basis in reality because like you're saying is like everyone's just sort of arguing their own how they see themselves in their own reality and and the stuff that they consume so we're no longer you know we're no longer dealing with just like these simple sources of information it's just like it's everywhere and it's everything it's ubiquitous and it fucking it's oh god i mean how do you get past this massive distrust in, in information and how do you get back on track? You know, like, how does that even happen? <laughs> Aliens. 
aliens that's, that's how it happens <laughs> that's a really good question man i think the first thing is like we have to be super intentional about where we are getting information from so like just being really critical about so like what are my inputs uh what what where am i getting my information from and you know to go back to what you were talking about you know i think one of the things that's so infuriating about this this thing with like fear fear being the the main thing when we if we look at the like uh, the old school news like it's all fear based now from what i've seen it doesn't matter which side you're on it's just like it's all fear and i realized like why that's happening so everybody's fucking competing for our attention right like that's the that's the thing everybody because that's what's being sold we there's advertising advertisements being sold on all doesn't matter what platform right. you're getting your information from it's ads right so it's all about attention and i realize like fear the reason why that is has become like the dominant mode is because fear is like it overrides everything else that is happening in the brain like the fucking amygdala is like you go straight down into the brain stem into the fucking reptilian brain and when that shit gets activated it doesn't matter what your logical neocortical structures are trying to do it gets completely overrun by this fear thing and that's and that's what like gets us stuck on these fear loops so i think yeah, as I said, like it's super, super important to be aware of where we're getting our information and to try to skew that in a way where like the inf- the inputs that we're receiving are like somehow benefiting our our view of reality. Because yeah. um, who knows what the fuck is true, but I would rather believe like because either way it's all fucking misinformation so much of this is misinformation so like i would rather believe something that's not true but makes me feel good and safe (laughs) and loving and happy than like some other fake bullshit that just makes me scared of everyone and everything you know right right absolutely international space bacon thank you so much for that sub i appreciate it my friend welcome in welcome in um yeah, what, what were you going to say, Nate? Well, I was going to say something that leads into uh, Carta. Is that Cartagena or is that Cartagena? It's Cartagena, but I, I say Cartagena. Cartagena welcome. Hi. Cartagena. Cartagena, um, how the hell are you? Uh, they asked um, if we ever believe something that we later found out is wrong. Mm-hmm. And the answer for me is definitely yes. Yeah, lots. And sure. I was going to lead into that saying, like, I think one of the biggest things, one of the most important aspects um, as an individual, whenever you're talking about this, like this issue we've been talking about is you have to have an open mind about your own opinions. And um, Malcolm Gladwell actually has this this great take on like principles and how like sticking to your principles is actually not necessarily a good thing. (laughs) And oftentimes like people will take their principles 
and allow themselves to be like super rigid in their opinions and then think it's a good thing or like it's something to be like morally proud of because they're they're sticking to their guns <laughs> when yeah. the, it, their principles were flawed to begin with right and so i think it's really important to be um and it, it's it's kind of an ego thing you know it's like you can't take your own beliefs so seriously that you're not willing to change them if you are presented information that challenges them and um like i said i have i actually grew up in like a really strict traditional christian conservative family wow and those are always i fun. have changed many many opinions from from coming in from that upbringing and um you know i and at the same time like i still love my family and i still have a great relationship with my family and you know this they don't know everything about me you know they they don't know uh they don't know about me going in the woods and taking acid or anything like that but <laughs> well, now they do um, <laughs> they're not gonna watch this no they're not and if, if they have they, they've, they've watched my podcast plenty of times but so they know they, if, if they they actually haven't watched my podcast that's what i meant they haven't watched they've had plenty of chances <sighs> you're to lucky listen to the podcast you're lucky and my mom knows how i use youtube now and she's like i'm watching oh everything my grandmother asked me how to listen to the podcast, and I was like, "Thank God this woman can't use her phone because my I would have a lot of things to answer for." But um, especially after erotic enunciations, right? Ooh, yeah, we, we we talked about sex in that episode. <gasps> let's, let's, hope, let's hope the parents Wait, don't uh, don't sex? get any out. Virgin Nate. <laughs> guess they're like nobody watches WSEG. Yeah, exactly. Because like we're not worried about it. nobody watches this shit. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, man. No, but I agree with you, Kat, too, is like uh, we do need to be able to bring critical thinking to bear on what we believe and why we believe it. Uh, yeah, I, 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 uh, that leads back to why I was interested in the philosophical, na philosophical nature of your previous guest. That is what academic philosophers are trained to do. Yeah, they are just trained to sit there and just, bleh, just, just mouth, mouth karate and just. In at least one alternate reality, I am tripping shrooms in the woods right now instead of watching twitch at work <laughs> i'm with that i'm with that I'm, I'm totally with that not that they then necessarily use that discipline on themselves yeah because they'll just believe whatever the fuck they want to believe too with their own little confirmation bias within their own departments you know so it's like yeah we you really do have to sort of uh uh, ignorance is bliss, especially for your parents. Yeah, I agree with that shit. Um. <laughs> There's one word that Hank and I love to use. Um, it's called autodidacticism. Oh, please explain. And that. what autodidacticism means is self-guided learning. Mm. And it's an attitude of curiosity and pursuit of learning on your own, uh, not being have having to be forced. And, and there's, like, it's not... Oh yeah, you only learn from things yourself. Like it, it, you can have teachers and people that you respect, but it's like it's taking your opinions and your beliefs into your own hands and putting forth effort to to learn and to educate yourself. Right. And it's a lifelong pursuit type of thing. Yeah, I, I wish that I wish that public school systems in this country 
did more stuff like that, taught more stuff like autodidacticism. We speak English good. Uh, we, I, I wish that they would uh, do that to teach kids how to think critically and how to how to disseminate information and, and how to file your fucking taxes and, and how to start a small business and, and like try to really teach children how to be as independent as possible and and not try to train them for for to be factory workers in this like when when we're shipping all our factory jobs overseas or it's all becoming yeah. automated like the future is not is not the factory, right? The future is not no. that at all. So why are we still teaching our kids to come and listen to a bell, sit down, stare forward, listen, shut the fuck up, don't have any opinions, <laughs> don't fucking say anything, and sit there, and you we're going to ram this information down your throat. Some of it's useful, some of it you'll never fucking use in the, for the rest of your life. And, and and then when you're done, go be a good worker that for a job that doesn't exist. And Dude. Preach it. Thank you for that rant, because if you didn't do it, I was going to have to. So I just appreciate that you did it instead. Somebody's got to say it, God damn it. No, all right. It, it is uh, prepping kids for the wagey cagey. Yeah, exactly. Because it's not, yeah. it, it's unfortunate, but it's not, it, well, maybe it is now that people are getting it. But like people be an economic production unit and otherwise shut the fuck up. Yeah. It's like they teach you not to question anything. They teach you just to take it at face value. There's no teaching of critical thinking and so by the time kids are like going off to college and going to absorb that you know echo chamber that they're going into it, they're already set up to just listen and and go for it you know like okay i'm ready to, to do your bidding i'm ready to listen i'm ready to follow i'm ready to listen for the bell so I know when to do something next, you know, I'm ready to listen. Yeah. I'm ready to hear the bell so I can signal that I'm not that or I am this, you know, or whatever it is. It, it, it's setting people up to to be, be these little worker ants and not setting people up to be autonomous and to think for themselves. And so now people, you know, and, and plus all the like the participation trophies, add that in. And now you got a bunch of people who are like. Real, it's really hard for them to handle some real hard truths, and that and that's dangerous because fuck, dude, there are some hard truths that humanity needs to understand. It doesn't mean that we can't work towards changing those truths, but it's not going to work by just burning down buildings and yelling at people and fucking calling people Nazis that are just fucking calling black people white supremacists is not gonna is not gonna you know <laughs> change the 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 things that you want to see change so it's it's like we've raised this we've infantilized our society by just training them for for jobs that don't really exist but to just be like to, to just be a ready worker at, in any situation, at, 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 however it comes. It's like, fall in line. This is what we teach our kids from the beginning. It's fall in fucking line. And, you know, people go off to college and they're expanding their mind and shit, but it's just another version of fall in line. O or else you're canceled, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> moving Dutchman out and of it's, it's a tough one because I, I really do, like, believe in public education. Yeah, me too. And... I, I think it's like a really important thing that we should invest in in society, but we're, we're using our public education as if we're a society from the early 1900s. Yes. And we just, we are not 
educating kids in the way that will turn them into successful modern adults that are happy and, um, you know, productive and, and uh, you know, productive meaning like, you know, productive in, in the things that they want to pursue in their lives. And, you know, instead we're, like you said, we're kind of, we're kind of working on like factory worker type shit. Mm. And it's not like other countries aren't catching on to this. Like there's a lot of other countries that are, are doing a lot better uh, um, education than America is. And I remember, Hank, you probably remember this too. It's Sedona actually had a lot of Sedona high school had a lot of uh, exchange students and they used to make fun of us because their education was like way higher. Like they were, they were like a grade or two ahead of us in their classes. I remember a girl who was a class below me in a math class I was in being like, we learned this in like eighth grade. What are you guys doing still learning this in your sophomore and junior year? Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and like, it's, it's just, like American education and I think the higher education system has just been, it's, it's, it's just an embarrassment and there's so much more that we could be doing um, in, in that particular f area that is not, it's not, it doesn't take a, you know, trillion dollars to do. It doesn't take some um, complete overhaul of, of education like there's some major tweaks or some minor tweaks that could make major differences you know one of the biggest ones being standardized testing you know we should just we should just get rid of standardized testing right yeah, another one too that's actually pretty interesting um in my understanding like so you know we have summer break which we when i was going to school it was like almost three months yeah and two and a half to three that like exactly as you pointed out, Nate, like this is some shit from like the 1900s. Like that, yeah. they literally did that so that the kids could fucking go home oh, and harvest, harvest yeah. during the summertime. And the funny thing is the fucked up thing is like, because of, because it's so long, every single year we spend the first like month or two of school trying to fucking remember everybody what they done learned last year <laughs> so like so if you think about it, if you compound that over the entire lifetime of a student like you're literally wasting years of school by just talking about the same shit that they already learned and like oh yeah wait what was that again and like so one of the things that would be super easy to do is to just do more short breaks yeah it doesn't mean you can't like, give kids a break right like it doesn't mean you have to increase their the amount of time they're in school you just spread the breaks out which i think would be better for kids in that way too yeah i i do too that three months is so crucial it's it's crazy i remember going back to school and just being completely stupid i mean my parents yeah. worked all the time and fucking <laughs> forgot how to read yeah, for real. I would just go back. I forgot how to do my multiplication. And, you know, that's something that me and my wife recognized really early with our son. And so, you know, even when he was going to school physically in the summers, he's like right now, like he's every day he has school for four hours, which is rude. But uh, but he but, you know, like but compounded with his use of electronics and stuff, you know, like we just want to make sure his days are spread out and it's not just him on his phone fucking just doing whatever he wants. But 
But like the amazing the amazing feats he has reached in this summer where we just kept the education going. Um it, it's it's insane, you know, like he like he's read like five books and he's seven. Hell and yeah. like like what the fuck? Nice. Like I never well, you read, all are good parents. I didn't read of, I didn't read five books. I hadn't I ne- I didn't read five books until I was in college. The, like I've read like I half ass read books in school and in high school and I would read books if I was interested into it, but then I was like, This is stupid, I'm playing guitar, bitch. So I I didn't do any of that. And so the fact that he's on, he's, you know, he's got this head start. And I'm just trying to brag about how fucking good of a father I am. Hey, <laughs> I am baby Yoda, he's a, he's a lucky little chicken nugget, you know? He's a lucky nugget. You hear that, baby Yoda? Don't be fucking with daddy. He's got, he's got some good parents. Speaking of baby Yoda, baby Yoda, you are being summoned, baby Yoda. Here it comes. Baby Yoda. Hey, Dusty, how you doing? Good to see you, buddy. How you doing? How's heaven? I hope they're treating you well up there. Baby Yoda. God, why is my screen all fucked up? Baby Yoda! Where are you? <laughs> we'll, come, we'll come back to... We'll come back to critical thinking. <laughs> Oh, oh, we're still here doing this. Well, while Baby Yoda gets his shit together, we can continue on going. By the time I was 20, I was pretty ready for autonomous learning. Yeah, it took me a while for me to get on that level to even want to. Did you? Were you guys good students coming up? Were you guys good at school? Are you guys more? Are you guys more learned now than you were then? I was actually a pretty good student. I fucking hated school and I thought it was the most boring, worthless shit ever, but I still did the work because actually this is, this is actually funny. I, I did the work because my mom was like, dude, if you get straight A's, you can do whatever you want. And I'm like, Fuck yeah. Fuck and yeah. And I did. And you did. And you fucking. And then, I'm glad you got straight A's because we had a lot of parties at your house. <laughs> we did. All right. Baby Yoda. I, I, think, some I, shenanigans. Think, I think Baby Yoda is here. Baby Yoda, are you here? Are you here, Baby Yoda? Yeah. Oh, Baby. Oh, there he is. There he is. The force is with so us. I haven't been quick. I didn't clean out my engine, so it's a little rusty. Oh, shit. No. Damn it. That's okay. I'll clean that out sometime. Yeah, you gotta keep your you gotta keep your engine clean. You gotta keep your motor yeah. clean, as ACDC once said. Um, so so baby Yoda, how you doing today? Pretty good. Yeah. I've I've been watching. I have been playing some spacecraft. Ooh, that, uh, if you guys don't know what spacecraft that is, Minecraft, but in space. There you go. Oh, big oh, fan. Big fan. Yes. Spacecraft spacecraft unreal uh so that's great i'm glad that you've been hanging out playing spacecraft Uh, baby yoda do you have a question for our guests today hank and nate yes good good Uh, what is your favorite color Mm, hank we'll start with you what's your favorite color Green. 
Boom, green. <laughs> you should like that, baby. Bam. <laughs> yep, I really do. Just one little problem. What's I'm light green. You're light green. Oh. Oh. <laughs> you messed up. You. My are... favorite color is purple. Oh, purple. Dioxazine purple. Dioxazine purple. Dioxazine purple is Nate's favorite color. What's your favorite color, Baby Yoda? My favorite color is light green. <laughs> I see. <laughs> I see. That's convenient. <laughs> yeah, really. Baby Yoda, do you have another question for our guest today? Yes. Okay, go ahead. Mm. What's your favorite thing to watch on TV? Ooh. My favorite thing to watch on TV. It's a uh, We Speak English Good TV. <laughs> oh, course. there it is. Flattery. What else would it be? Flattery will get you everywhere. <laughs> I don't watch a lot of TV. Um, so if you had, have you ever had a favorite television show, Nate? You know, uh, one that is a classic that I've watched through twice that I really love and is just like lighthearted, fun, easy to watch, don't have to pay a ton of attention to, but will make you feel a little bit tear up now and then is Futurama. Oh, yeah, Futurama. You like Futurama, don't you, uh, Baby Yoda? Yes. Yeah, Baby Yoda likes Futurama and The Simpsons. How about you, Hank? Do you have a favorite show, or you, did you have a favorite show? Uh, I guess, well, yeah, recently I've been watching Twin Peaks. The new one? Which is just, I, I went through the whole thing again. Wait, all, the all old one or the seasons. new one? Both. Both, wow. Did you? That and... I just love Twin Peaks, especially the first two seasons, mm. third seasons, Dece. But the first two are just, it's so good. It's, I, I love that. Great show. Twin mm. Peaks. Twin Peaks. Uh, what, what's the director's name? David Lynch. I, I always want to say burn, but it, I, that's not. That's that's. Talking I about. assumed that that was, that was a show about a titty bar because there was one in Tucson called Twin Peaks. <laughs> I never went to it. But have you guys ever been? Was there? Have you guys ever been to the Twin Peaks in San Francisco? I have not. No. No. Yeah, you have. I've only been to San Francisco once, and I was far too young. Yeah. For oh. a Twin Peaks. You know what? You know what? You know, what? Baby Yoda was probably a little too young too, or maybe he didn't go. I can't remember. Never mind. Baby Yoda. Whatever. Do you, uh, Hank, Nate? Do you have a question for Baby Yoda? Yes. Yes. <laughs> you first. You go first. Ah. I, already, I said it first. <laughs> I got you. Baby Yoda, what is the meaning of life? What is the meaning of life, Baby Yoda? The meaning of life? Yes. Is, become, is, become, is to become the probe spacecrafter. Oh, so the meaning of life is to be a pro spacecrafter. <laughs> and if we think about that in Minecrafting terms, I think what Baby Yoda is trying to say is be the master of your own domain. Wow. Wise words. Ah, wow. 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 beautiful. Wise. Just be, it's to be the pro at spacecraft. No, it's not. It's to be a master of your own domain. No. <laughs> 
like Baby Yoda, how can I become? All right, all right, fine. How, how can I become <laughs> the greatest of all spacecrafters? Okay, how can how can Nate become the greatest of all spacecrafters? Well, first, you have to move. First, you have to move to outer space. Well, first, you have to move to outer space. Okay. And then, then you would have to get out of space from. Then you would have to go to the okay. app store. And get my, get my notepad out. For spacecraft. Oh, they're writing that down. They're writing that down. Can, can I write that? Yellow pod. Yeah, let me get that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Space baby. Let me get my boy Elon a call. <laughs> Baby Yoda, thank you so much for your words of wisdom, even though, yeah, I, I'll try not to spin Baby Yoda's wisdom anymore, and I, I'll, let him, <laughs> I'll let him speak on face value. I won't try to censor Baby Yoda. I'm not trying to cancel Baby Yoda. We love you, Baby Yoda. This Baby is a free force bars. zone. This is a free force zone. Baby Yoda, thank you so much for dropping in. Enjoy the rest of your day playing spacecraft. Okay. Peace. And also watching spacecraft. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Baby Yoda. Thank you, Baby Yoda. Everybody give a round of wow. applause. There he is. Thank you for that woo. Uh, the kid's going places. I agree. Oops. And uh, here's your woo, uh, International Space Bacon. If I can get it to work. Never mind. I guess I'm not working. Diddy. There it is. <laughs> I, I got to do it manually because I turned off the, um, the things. But uh, okay, I'll put it on claps too. <laughs> There you guys go. Parenting done right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, I, I, I know I missed a lot during our Baby Yoda interview. Um, Google diaz, dia, diags, dioxazine <laughs> purple. Yeah, I want to, I, I, they want me to Google it, so I am going to Google it's it. It's pretty. It's a really pretty color. I, oh. I do some painting, so that's a color I like to use a lot. Oh, you're, you're a, 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 an art, a, a visual artist. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to think of myself as one, but you know, it's <laughs> yeah. being generous. Well, if you if you say you're one, you are one. That That's right. Nice it's actually fairly similar to what you got going on in your background there in the uh, the darker part of the waves. You know what? I love that color and um I actually I this this is sort of going along with that. So, I mean, I I think I have kind of a boner for that. This is actually the cover for the next Single hamburger twenty ninety nine. Welcome to, welcome to fucking whack Arnold's. Uh, yeah. So we got this little hologram burger here, but I, I put it all in this color. So yeah, I, I feel that. I like that color too. I like that Jay Z patent the color blue. But anyways, <laughs> if I remember right, I think the the weird name is actually based on the the chemical from the snails that they used to crush up from the um oh. For the, the color. royal purple color. Oh, so they would they would they would smash up snails to get. I mean, they do that yeah. with bugs too, right? They do that with Hank. They, yeah, they did it with a lot of things. Who's Hank? Purple Sutton? was considered like. Oh, no, that's like, me. <laughs> but I thought it was Svensson. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. Uh, I put Sutton there because uh, 
then people wouldn't call me Hank Sylvester. (laughs) 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 Mighty, mighty, thank you for that sub, and thank you for those 200 biddies. Yeah, thanks for the sub, dude. Uh, International Bacon, if you want to link a a, a podcast, go ahead, man, and I'll link their podcast, too. I got it on Spotify, you guys, which you can still listen to even if you don't have a Spotify account. But it's just we're on everything too. But they're on everything. You can just Google casual cognition and boom and blop and mighty mighty, you're on a roll. You better calm down, mighty mighty. You better calm down. Third three D code warrior. I'm I'm coming for you. Three D cord cord. Okay, we're moving on. Uh, I do want to read some of these things because I know I missed some stuff while we were doing uh, uh, while we were doing the Baby Yoda interview. So maybe we can circle back in the chat and uh, get ready to sort of start wrapping up here in a little bit. But hold on, let's go back to our uh, our guest. Uh, let's see, let's see what the chat was saying. Be a pro. I hear wisdom. Okay, uh, I'm twisting words around. I saw you guys started talking about something. Uh, I think prior. I think prior to dual income households, parents were expected to teach more. Like I certainly am down as a poor kid to not do taxes in high school in that setting. My tax reality in high school was embarrassingly different than most. Uh, I feel you uh, behind that suit. And I think more or less I was uh, and tax law updates each year. So kind of would be useless as one of the go to things they should have taught me. Well, behind that suit, there is something though. Like they, could, I mean, they could just teach you how to file your taxes in general. I mean, like filing general tax. If you work at McDonald's and you make more than five thousand dollars a year in in this country, fucking, you have to file your taxes. And so, just as a as a kid, you know, knowing how to do that general thing, I think is very important. Um, I, I think a big a big problem is that parents are sort of relying on schools to be babysitters, to be the moral compasses, to 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 teach their kids, and and they're just sort of zoning out, and they're on their phones, or they got life, and they got bills, and they got mistresses, and you know all this shit to deal with, and it's just easier to send your fucking kids off and go, you know. So I I don't know. Uh, let me see. Then pay an accountant to go to TurboTax. Shut the fuck up. But behind this, that was one of the things, right? Wouldn't it have been nice, though, for them to at least teach you how to, like, start a small business or to, like, uh, instill these ideas of think for yourself and fucking, uh, you know, you know, really think about these things and not just take information at face value. So, oh, they well, did. This is one thing that is important about the public education system well, that people go. don't like to Canada. talk to about a lot. Fucking Canada does it. We had to make yeah. fake business. Well, there you go. Canada has it right. I bet your education system is better than ours. So I'm sure. Every every but, drop of important education I got as a kid was from my mom and grandparents, not any school. Yeah, and I agree with that. And, and like that's the thing uh, that I was trying to make a point on is that parents are sort of relying on schools to, to teach them all these things. And, and depending on where you live, what neighborhood you're in, you know, your level of education is going to vary from where you are located and proximity. So your parents really do need to sort of step up and fill in these blanks. And, and, you know, I I get it as a parent who had a kid in a public school system. I thought it was amazing. I was like, send his ass off every day. 
but when the world shut down, I realized how far behind he was. Like, he couldn't read. He wasn't sounding out where They don't teach kids to sound shit out anymore. They, well, I don't even know what they do anymore. And, and oh, they put together cluster word or cluster letters, and you have to, like, remember, like, clusters. Instead of, like, A makes this sound and B makes that sound. He didn't even know. Uh, I learned curses, curse of yes. I did learn curse. I learned curse of yes. Because we were going to have to fucking write letters, so you better fucking learn cursive. Like, right. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I got emails. a C in cursive. <laughs> a C fucking in cursive? Assholes. Dude, I got a C Sons in art. Bitches. It's fine. I got a C in art. You're like, huh? Mm. <laughs> Fuck you. But no, I actually think that, it, that that is one aspect of education that people don't want to talk about a lot is the the fact that one of the major benefits to public education is that it is essentially publicly funded daycare for a lot of people. And for some people, that's not necessarily because like they're bad parents and they're not um, willing to teach the kid, but they're, they're poor people. They don't have time. They got to work two jobs. Maybe they're a single parent or something like that. And that actually is another thing, like, like what you were saying, Hank, where like, summer is like super disruptive to people who are in that situation where suddenly they have to figure out how to have their kid taken care of for like a few months where they're not going to be able to work as much. And, you know, that's, there's, there's certain parts about that that obviously is, is bad where if somebody is, is relying on a, a public educator to teach certain things that they as a parent should be teaching their kids but I think that the, the, it's a positive aspect where, you know, we have institutions that can help people's ability to like work and not necessarily have to have like a state, like a full-time stay at home parent. Um, but I mean, there's all, there's also a lot to be said about, you know, the breakup of like the, the family where um, there for a long time, for most of our history, there was either, grandparents or aunts and uncles like there's people staying at the same location or very nearby that you could rely on to help take care of a child while you're working you know it's a little takes a village to raise a child thing like we've gone so far away from that and now we're like culturally fixated on the nuclear family of the two parents the children and you know maybe a grandparent if if they're in dire straits or something like that but primarily just the parents and the kids in one household yeah yeah and and you know like it it is weird you know because i i am a very liberal minded person and when you think about when this breakup of the home started happening was sort of the rise of feminism now everybody calm down i'm all about it Fucking all about, I'm all about everybody fucking flourishing. Just go ahead and cancel yourself now. <laughs> Might as well, dude. <laughs> Might as well just but, but, start it off. But, but and I'm not, I'm not trying to say anything bad about feminism. What I'm saying is that, you know, you had this rise in famine, feminism. And then in the 1960s and 70s, you saw more women sort of stepping out and, and becoming more self-sufficient and which I think is great, but the sort of unintended consequence you know, in part, I don't want to say this is the entire consequence, but it, it but in part, the unintended consequence was, uh, right, right. But in the sixties and seventies, it really started rising up. Um, I, but makes sense. A dual in the nuclear family doesn't make sense with dual income households. 
I don't know. Well, the rise of women in the workplace sickly. actually started in the 40s with right. World War II. Right, right. But in the 1960s and 70s is when we started yeah, there was seeing a movement these. We start to go along with the civil rights movement. That's that's sort of, uh, that, yeah, second wave. Thank you. Um, how dare women? Yeah, no. I'm not trying to say that, cat. okay? I'm not saying it. I'm just saying that there was sort of this unintended consequences that sort of led to the breaking up of the family, right? And then when you hear people talking now, uh, reflecting on what's happening in their own culture or race, you hear people saying is like, you know, we have all these single mothers who are out there raising these kids with a father in the home. I'm not saying this, folks. I'm just saying, I'm just repeating what, you know, these other scholarly folk do, uh, that, uh, you know, that, 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 that the breakdown of the nuclear family is what sort of is leading to this rise in, 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 in kids sort of become coming up with no father and the rise of crime. And, and when you look at the statistics, you see that kids that come from a two parent household tend to do better financially, uh, you know, in career wise, career, career wise and such. So, you know, I'm all about feminism. I'm all about women. I don't think any woman should stay in a fucking situation or a man or non-binary folk. I don't think anybody should stay in a situation that's making them miserable. And I would argue to say that it's more damaging to a child to be in a situation where the parents are screaming and fighting and can never find a way to agree. And, and the kid has to sit there and absorb that shit. So I say that there is a huge argument for that as well. I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to go backwards. I'm just saying that this is what, you know, this is this is what's sort of out there in the zeitgeist. And, and um, I don't necessarily believe it, but, you know, there is this evidence that sort of points to it. I, I don't know. How does that fall on you guys? I know the chat is lighting up. <laughs> well, one of the big things you got to think about when people talk about this is that there's, like, there's a lot going on the period between the 1920s and the 1970s. And one of the things that happened during that period is, I'd say this is probably more like the late 1800s, but it really kicked up during the industrialization, the mass industrialization that happened in the early 1900s. Um, the nuclear family was really uh, allowed to exist through a sort of like, artificial boom that we had. I mean, artificial is probably the wrong term for it, but America, and this is, I'm talking specifically in America at this point, um, America had all these resources, specifically oil, steel, and um, like just general like agricultural exports, but it, it, it caused the economy to have so much strength and so much like um, like resource power behind it, that it allowed one person to have an income that was so high that you could be a factory worker and easily pay for you, your spouse, three, four kids, a big house, couple of cars, and invest and still like have like a, a an upper middle class lifestyle and and yet still have like a lower what we would now consider to be a lower class job that didn't require a ton of education, that didn't require a ton of like qualifications behind it. So like whenever we talk about like, oh, the, the breakup of the nuclear family was what caused these issues. I think that the nuclear family was destined to be a failed thing because there's just, 
there it's it's nowadays it's really almost impossible for somebody who's just going into the workforce as a as a middle class worker to have one income and pay take care of yourself and three other people as well as having like a decent amount of buying power and economic mobility so like i don't necessarily think that it had to do with feminism as much as it had to do with like the artificial nature of the of the institution itself of the nuclear family with like a single income being the provider mm -hmm. what yeah. about you hank yeah i mean to me i guess the main thing that i want to point out is how i just think it's really strange that there's this thing particularly in the u.s but kind of in the west in general about how but yeah especially in the u.s uh like we talked about this a little bit on the on the podcast before but like how uh being like a, a self-made man is like such a high thing to like uh do it I do it I did it all myself and I didn't fucking get any help from anybody ever and like this is the same thing with this this family thing like about how you're you're gonna be this like tiny little contained unit and like to me I think it's just it's just moving in the wrong direction like we are we're interdependent with all of the other fucking species on the planet with all all of the other human beings like we need each other and i think it's it's kind of like i don't know to me it's just strange to like because it's it's like to me i've been seeing this trend where it's moving more and more towards just like isolation and i want to go back to of course not everything going back but like in some sense to me the idea of like if we look back at our tribal ancestors like that is yeah i want to go back to 12,000 so bc yeah it's so much more beautiful when you have a community of people bringing up the children and you have a huge, like you have the wise the wise, the elders who are uh, largely responsible actually for bringing up the kids. And then the parents are do doing more of the hunting and gathering kind of stuff, but of course, taking care of the children as well. And like moving back. Nope. <laughs> Did we lose him? Yeah, we lost them. Uh, yeah. Well, what Hank's That's trying it. to say is he wants to make America great again. Uh, that, 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 that's basically what uh, Hank is saying right now. We um, want to make humanity great again by <laughs> returning to um, returning to monkey. <laughs> we want to go back to our roots. Yeah, we want to go back to our roots. I'm sure he'll I'm sure he'll reconnect here in a second. But yeah, yeah we do talk about this a lot about how like we've moved so far away from how human beings are naturally. Um, I mean. I'll use the word designed, but you know, you don't have to ascribe to any sort of religious belief, but how we evolved, how we're like our, 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 um, our sort of, it's all right. Go. I got you. Keep going. The way that we, um, don't worry. I got you. Nick. Keep going. That we naturally 
live in an environment as you know as humans that we did there he is hey we did for thousands of years and um you know we well hundreds of thousands of years really they recently they backed up the the earliest um human remains that that we found are around 300,000 years old and agriculture started around 12,000 years ago so for you know 290,000 years we were hunter gatherers and we were in small communities tight knit communities where you know you were completely dependent on the other human beings around you there wasn't any sort of like laws or anything like that because if somebody stepped out of line they they were going to die i mean you couldn't like people could act out but they would be punished in a reasonable way by the tribe and the tribe doesn't want to hurt them because they're an important part of the tribe too so it was just like our natural inclinations are social are cooperative collaborative communal and you know it's the real trick is trying to figure out how to make a system work that is that is generally you know a hundred people and how to make it work with a hundred million people yeah and that's that's the real hard part and that's what we haven't figured out how to do yet right yeah it, it's it is weird and like I, I do kind of want to circle back and just reiterate that I, I'm not with that whole feminist idea that it ruined the nuclear family because I did see it in the chat where there was a lot of people sort of chiming in it's like well especially here in America we shipped a lot of our fucking manufacturing overseas that creates stress within a family when you lose your job that can break up a family real easy I mean anybody who's been married and in any kind of financial uh, trouble knows that it's a fucking stressful situation so it, it, the rise of crime the 94 crime bill you know who that were that fucking sweeping bill that fucking arrested all these people and uh war on drugs you know what i mean the whole yeah. fucking racist the wars the, the, the wars, wars the, ac the actual wars yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know um vietnam uh at at a, at, at khakis or at khakis, I guess. I'm going to khakis. <laughs> we just bought a house for 10000 but it still needs a lot of work. I am happy Way to now. go. Yeah, congratulations Jeez. in Finland. Well, owner died, so basically government <laughs> auctioned it. Nice. But yeah, even here is super cheap. So wait, Finland is cheap? Oh, how dare you, cat? How dare you do that to me? I don't right know. Now? You tell us, Hank. You're closer. <laughs> are you in Finland or are you in Sweden? Denmark. Denmark. Okay. What are you doing there, Hank? Yeah, I'm... Uh, so yeah, I'm actually, I just moved to Copenhagen recently. Wow. Um, and I'm, uh, yeah, I'm living, living with my, my girlfriend and doing all kinds of, all kinds of different fun stuff. Sweet. Got, uh, got the podcast working on releasing some, some music Is probably. That, you, you stream too, right? Spring. Just started. Yeah, I just started streaming a couple of weeks ago, actually. Hank Sutton. There you go, guys. And that's go. been super, super fun. Go follow Hank. Uh, yeah, I... Let's go see what he's doing over there, too. Let's go fucking be nosy. Yeah, appreciate that. Yeah, we need to we need to get affiliate going. Appreciate that. It's been super cool. Look at him. Look at him. He looks so confused. Like, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the first couple streams were basically that. Like, yeah, we had to figure out tech. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> Extremely kind of you. Extremely kind. 
Let's see what's uh, Hank is a really, really a great musician and songwriter and singer. No, there it is. I just followed everybody. Ooh, let's hear him sing. Oh, nice. What? Well, are you gonna sing, That's Hank? A good way to go. Let's get it. Yeah, let's hear him sing. <laughs> oh shit! Come on, Hank. All right, I'll see you guys later. <laughs> Straight point. Hey, we can have him do this live. You got your guitar around? You got your guitar? You want to do a performance? That would be great. Look, if, uh, if you man. whip yours out, I'll whip mine out, okay? I'll even do it with the, I'll even do it with this hat on. No. Oh, really? <laughs> if, I could, if I could route my That's keyboard over there, I would. Woo! That's something I'm I can't wait for the time when you can when the latency is mm. low enough to where you could actually play like through some you know a call or something. That right. would be you just so got to get the vaccine and that that hooks up your 5G. There you go. You, you, then, oh, then your latency yeah. problems will go away. You become the antenna. <laughs> you become the antenna. That's that's the whole point. That's the whole point, Hank. Let's hear a little yeah. bit more about Hank since he's right. having um, some stage fright over here. So. Liz, you always want more. A stolen nickel in my pocket and I'm gonna go far. And now I'm robbing the graves in my own backyard. <laughs> I am a thief and a liar of the very worst kind. Oh, I sell to the broken, then I rob them blind. Well, I will build you a house with my own two hands, and burn it to the ground as quick as I can. As quick as I can. As quick as I can. Hey, Gretu 201, welcome to the stream. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what I love about streaming. You'll be in the middle. So, hey, <laughs> hey, like, poo -poo whoa, pants. Shit. what's up, poo -poo Someone's pants? actually watching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's, let's bring it back in. Uh, yeah. It, it, well, that's wonderful, Hank. I, I, I dig the music. I dig what you're doing. You got a nice voice there. I, I dig it. I dig it. Uh, is that thanks, dude? And Nate, you play music too. I, I didn't know you were a musician as well. Yeah, I, I've been actually Hank's been teaching me some some music theory stuff. He's actually really knowledgeable about music and music theory. So mm. he's been been teaching me. I've been singing for uh, Hank and I actually started singing together. So what was it? 16? We started doing that. Aww. So 12, well, uh, 13 are, are, years. Are you, you going to sing something for us now? Um, I can sing something. Yeah, I'm see, not afraid. Yeah, Nate's not afraid. Hank. Go ahead, sing something. Ouch. Go ahead, go let ahead. Of, let me think of uh No time for thinking. Well, I'll, I'll sing him a little Falconer. That's one that I have off the top of my head that I don't need a, an actual music for. So okay. It's... For the moon and the sun and for the winds I've sung, hear how the lovely tones dance upon my tongue. I gazed upon her eyes for oh so many nights, astounded by the beauty of a dark and sparkling sky. 
I'm a lonely minstrel, a traveler on a road to nowhere. I sing a song to light up the day, so come along as I walk away. There you go. That was nice. Thank you. I, I appreciated that. I appreciate stuff that makes me go, damn, rap is a different beast. <laughs> Rap is a different beast. Yeah, that's some good so that's some good vocal work. Yeah, I like that. So so uh, I mean There's thanks. no warm-up. No warm-up straight in. Were you uh going were, in raw? Do you uh have you been in bands and stuff? We even talk about music. <laughs> I have not. Um I'm I'm looking into it. I would like to join a band, but that's one of the reasons why I've been trying to learn the keyboard. So I'm not just like I have a lot of different vocal styles that I enjoy doing. Uh -huh. But I I feel like like just run up to a band and being like, yeah, I've never like been in a band. I don't know any instruments, but I got a voice. So can I be your singer? Like, <laughs> it's just like, you should. That's I feel how a lot almost of, rude. But that's how a lot of people do it. Honestly, it's true. A lot of it's people true. just, I'd like, like to at least be yeah, a little bit on the piano, you know, have a little something to do with my hands. I feel you. I feel you. Look, look, there is this thing with, uh, with, with instrumentalists that hold, uh, vocalists, th there's some kind of weirdness towards vocalists in the instrumentalist world because they think it's like, oh, no, oh, you can sing? Wow. Well, I can do like five different things with four different limbs. Well, fuck you. You know, like there's this like thing that is like, oh, because you were born with it, it's not a real instrument. Yeah. And, and I think that mentality is sort of dying out with the older generation, you know? Yeah. Because these new kids who are YouTube learning and shit, they are just, they're very respectful unless they're little twats and they, they're they they're all up <laughs> their own asses. But I mean, these kids today are coming up fucking strong and just fucking. Yeah. People supportive. are supportive these yes, days. Yes, supportive. Exactly. Exactly what I was I about love to it. say. Yes, way more supportive. And, uh, you know, there's just more avenues for people to sort of get their uh, their music and their vibes out there. So I think that helps. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and do our little melodica solo for Cathosaurus since. There it, there it is. Cat, because uh, Cat has requested one. And. Uh, and then maybe we'll do a little bit of Hot Boy Summer and Raiders. I was about to say, y'all don't let him go without without redeeming a Hot Boy Summer. I'll do it myself if I have to. I'll do it myself, goddammit. <laughs> All right. Um, since Cat is coming on the show in a, in a, in a week or, or a couple weeks, I am going to uh, – Cat hath requested. Uh, I'm going to do it – I'm going to do it right. I'm going to do it right. I'm gonna do it right for you, cat. Noise.
Love it. There it is. There it is, folks. That's, that's how we do things around her. Yeah, like I told you, it was pretty good. Oh, <laughs> calm nice down. Dude. Calm down. Calm down. Uh, okay. Uh, oh, Moving Dutchman, thank you so much for those claps. And you know what? I'm going to go ahead and put the alerts back on since we're waning down to the end. Uh, Nate, Hank, is there anything you want to add to this? I, did we leave any subject sort of un... I don't know if chat, I don't know, did did we sort of like move past something or uh, I don't know if you guys want to wrap up anything, but this is your time to shine. Thank you, Kat. I think we did pretty darn good. I thought so. Anybody, uh, anybody in chat, you're welcome to uh, ask us anything, but um, yeah. Again, I think we went over most of it. Casual conversation. Casual conversation. <laughs> Thank you for that woo, Raina Mystique. Thanks, Raina. Uh, the name of the podcast is Casual Cognition. Um, it's these two guys doing kind of what we did. Sometimes they have uh, uh, guests on. Sometimes it's just them two riffing off each other on a subject. Oh, favorite books. Bonnie, the little, the little, the little bookworm oh. over here. Yeah, we can go off on that one. Hank, you want to start? God, I don't even know where to start. First one that comes to mind uh, is Dune. <laughs> Dune, Dune, go ahead. Dune, Thank you, fiction. That book is fucking awesome. Um, if, if you're into sci-fi at all, that is like, you you have to read that fucking book. Yeah, that's a that's a great one. Um, I got I to gotta go with uh, two of them, the war of art oh, um, yeah, by Stephen Pressfield, oh, yeah. which uh, we, we did an episode on actually, but that's a, an incredible book. I actually um, have it, have it right here. Yeah. It's and very um, good. it's very good. It's not very long as you can see, very, very thin, but mm -hmm. full of wisdom. If you, uh, if you're a creative person and even if you're not, it will uh, inspire you to get into it. Um, the other one would be, um, civilized to death by chris ryan oh yeah the talks a lot about some of the stuff we were talking about um around the um the problems that arose f after we left a hunter-gatherer type of culture and moved into agriculturalization and eventually industrialization and um I, I just absolutely love that book same thing very well written not too long full of great information they're both uh they're both a real joy to read and both um also audiobooks too uh i see i see oh okay so haderick is is the writer of dune okay thank you cat i was like who's that is that cat's favorite writer <laughs> the writer of Dune is Frank Herbert, the Kvitsach. Oh, is he? Or whatever, however you <laughs> Please, that's pronounce that. Wait a uh, that's like the that's chosen That's a spoiler one. from the book, essentially. <laughs> oh, okay. So this is a character from the book. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, the, such it's part of the prophecy, the uh, Dune prophecy. See, the I, Fremen. I'm just, oh. I'm just not good. So dope. Mike, so you're just awesome. not cultured enough. I'm not cultured. I like sci-fi. I like, I like, uh, I like, uh, yeah, I love sci-fi. <laughs> no, um, who, uh, Vonnegut. I love Vonnegut. I love oh, Philip nice. K. Dick. I mean, these are some classic sci-fis. Um, whoa, whoa, cat! Spoilers. Whoa. Come on now. Spoiler alert! Shit. Oh damn it, cat! I was Don't, not gonna read that book at all. <laughs> Spoilers from God a book from like the sixties. 
They sound good, except Dune. Sorry. <laughs> Dune's, Dune's a lot. It's a big book. Penny! What's up, buddy? You haven't seen you in a while. Thank you for coming back in. I owe you a song. I still owe you a song, Penny. And I might do that myself today. I might do that just for you because you were so generous at the at the at the um at the thingy. But I might have to sing it myself, so I'm sorry. Uh, you might have to deal with me singing it. So, <laughs> but I want to do it for you. Uh, play my song. You know what, Moving Dutchman? You calm yourself, okay? Where, where's your... Where's your? Uh, never mind. <laughs> uh, I watched the movie once, and it was not for me. I even have one of the books his son wrote. And it the has The old robots. movie, by the way, it was not good. The it 80s not... one or the, the uh, newer one? No, the, the, I mean, I don't, I don't think... The, has the newer one come out yet? Oh, okay. I don't know. Uh, but the one from the 80s, it was, it was, it's rough. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't get through it. I couldn't get through it. I enjoyed it. the audiobook version. The audiobook version was pretty good. Don't let the movies deter you, because that book is amazing. Yeah. It's so incredibly New good. It's what amazing. many of the tropes of Star Wars, Star Trek, Warhammer, mm. a lot of like modern sci-fi worlds have, take like a ton of their tropes and they're based off. It's kind of like... Tolkien, you know, in the Lord of the Rings mm -hmm. world is to modern fantasy what Frank Herbert and Dune is to okay. modern sci-fi. Oh, sweet. Yep. Yeah, I know well my, said. my friends are, my friend is very much into it. Um, Asimhoff, what's the fuck's his name? Asimhoff. Isaac, Isaac Asimhoff. Asimhoff. Yes, that, that's another one. I've read a couple of his books are pretty good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, we missed a, we missed a question back here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, did we? Uh, Freddy, Jason, or other? This is from Penny. Freddy, Jason, or other? Yeah. Now, now, what is this? Like best killer person who I'd least like to be murdered by? <laughs> um, sure. You know, best hat. What are we looking at? No, I think just what's your favorite scary movie uh, villain? I think that's the case. Favorite, yeah, that's it. <clears throat> Hank, you want to start? I was no. gonna ask you the same, but okay. honestly, um, I think I think uh, I actually haven't like I wouldn't think of Freddy if you just asked me like, what's your favorite scary movie villain? But I feel like as a concept, it's just so so utterly terrifying that i'm just i'm just gonna go with freddy i yeah. mean such a such a great uh villain like just fucking terrifying yeah yeah i mean yeah someone who gets you at your most vulnerable state yeah that's fucking oh, terrifying. horrible and yeah. in your dreams like it can mm. be so much Oof. worse i feel in your dreams than in real life in a way yeah good god yeah yeah i mean if i'm going Either Freddy or Jason. I feel like I gotta go Freddy. Mm. Um, but I'm trying to think of of another like famous horror movie villain that can top it. That's a tough one. It's like I mean, I think Freddy takes the cake of. Uh, I mean, Chainsaw you know, Massacre. I mean, fucking. Yeah, I mean, Leatherface. Leatherface. I mean, unless you go to their house, you're, you're probably gonna be fine. Like, yeah, like just stay out of Texas. Scary. Just don't yeah, go. Just Texas. stay off of the fucking road. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just don't drive. Backass highways. I mean, that's but that, that movie. I mean, you could take the advice of that movie and apply it to actual travel. Like, you probably shouldn't wander into random properties in West Texas. 
you know, way off of the highway. Just generally not a good idea. It's not a good idea. Now, uh, who, uh, Michael from uh, Halloween. Michael. Yeah, Michael Myers Michael is a Myers. good one. But he's not, but he's not like magical, like fucking. Yeah, you can friendly. run. You can run from Michael Myers. Yeah, he's always walking. He's like yeah. never jogging. He's never out of breath. He's just always walking, but yet catches up to these fucking people. And they're always yeah. tripping over stuff, you know? So it's like, just just tr- be careful and run away. You'll be fine. But but Freddy, I think you're right. I think I'm going to go with Freddy too. Penny, good question. I think I'm going to go with Freddy because he has the power to travel within your dreams. And and when you're in your Gosh. when you're in your dreams, man, and you're asleep, what what the fuck can you do? I mean, everybody's uh, had a horrible nightmare where they woke up and thought it was real and shit was oh god. What, do you guys do you guys have like do you guys have like a reoccurring nightmare that happens to you guys at all or or do, yeah. you, do you have one that I when out. I was a kid, really, was it you I had falling? Really, I no, I had this fucked up dream where, like, I was at like a carnival, and this this massive, this huge obese lady with sharp teeth was fucking grilling up my family members on the barbecue oh like every time. It was fucked <laughs> up. Shit. It was fucking. Oh god, that was bad. That's pretty good. I see this one. Um, I have had sleep paralysis. Before. Hold on, hold on. For, we'll get a, there. Hold on. First, you you answer. Do you have a Do you have a nightmare situation? A, a recurring nightmare? Yes. Either recurring I have or one that's dreams. St- what? So, um, thalassophobia is the fear of like deep water. Oh my god! That like you mm. can't see through. So I often have dream, and I live on like the coast of Florida, so I got into the ocean a lot, and I, I got swimming a lot. So I have a lot of dreams where I'll like be either dropped into water or for some reason I'll have to get into water and there will be some Leviathan that devours me. So it's a classic thing of like, instead of right before you hit the ground, you yeah. wake up, it's like right before the mouth chomps on you, I wake up. Yeah. I have those still. Okay. And then, and then, and then hold on. We, we, we didn't, we didn't get there. We didn't get there yet because we do have another question and Kat just threw it in all willy nilly. So we got to like... Okay, snog, and then we'll get back to. I promise we'll get back to your question. Um, um, khakis, we'll get back to your question. I promise, but I just I'm trying to be fair here. Snog, marry, or or avoid. So like, what was that? Bang, marry, or marry, kill. I think I think, but I think this is the nice version of that. (laughs) So snog, marry, or or avoid. So who's your three? Go ahead. This is the Canadian version. No, this is the UK version. Yeah, I guess snogs British. Yeah. So, so, so then, who would you snog, marry, or avoid? Starting with Nate. I thought, I thought, I thought it was you have to give a person. What do you mean? Oh, you have? Do you have to give a person? Oh yeah, my bad. I thought it was like this person snog, marry, avoid. Oh well, there you go. There you go. Who who are we doing that with? Catalog. Oh, out of Freddie <laughs> Michael. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. That's a great one. That is a great way to do it. So, snog, marry, or avoid. Go, date. Let's go. Um. So I I got I gotta I gotta avoid Freddie. Okay. Good. I'd rather do fuck Mary kill on this because I don't want Freddie near me. You know. Right. If, and, you know, Jason, I don't know, he might not be looking at, you know, the nice thing about this is that both Jason and Michael, you don't have to look at the face. They could be really ugly. Freddie is like, 
you got that like weird ass like burnt up face so right. there's no like putting the bag over it so i gotta put freddie on the avoid slash kill list um <laughs> as far as like the the snog versus mary um I mean, I feel like I feel like Michael Myers is probably my my marrying choice because he had like a relationship with his therapist. You know, he's, he mm. kind of like developed a sort of like, um, a, 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 you know, I don't know what to call it, like an, an enjoyment of having him around. So he didn't want to kill him like Jason. I, I don't think I'd trust Jason with a long term relationship, but I might be able to work on Michael. Yeah. 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 That's good. That's good logic there. Hank, how about you, bud? Oh man, I, I'm not, I'm not sure if I have any logic for this one. But, uh, <laughs> I don't. Who you lock lips with? Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. I mean, me too. You buddy. gotta. I I gotta see. You gotta see what's going on. Getting down with Freddie. I mean, he's been in some. I'm sure he's been in some wet dreams. So he probably knows how to how to how to get get down. Um. He's gonna get kinky. You can make my make my dreams come true. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's good though. That's good. If you could get on his good side, he could like make shit happen, son. Like, yeah, exactly. It's not that's a bad. Saying, it's not a bad plan. Oh, it's not a bad plan. But like, not enough to marry him because he's fucking fugly, dude. Like straight <laughs> up, he's just so he's just more nasty looking. You're shallow, uh, Hank. You are shallow. <laughs> shallow I mean, bastard. he's kind of a dick, too. Like, come on. But he's funny. He's also funny. He's like hilarious, yeah, that's too. That's, that's true. So that's he, true. He's got know, a sense of humor. He, he could probably good, talk his way, way. Yeah, that goes a long way the, with me. That's a. That's actually... A, that might sway me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but... Uh, and then the other two, I mean, shit. I don't know. I can... Uh, I'll, I'll marry I'll marry Jason. We can play hockey together and stuff. That know. that's a good point. That's a good point, Penny. <laughs> he can shape shift too, so he could just be like the girl oh, of your dreams or, or person of your that's dreams. A good point. So genius, Penny, coming with it. <laughs> uh, okay, so so you were you were thinking marry Jason or wait where where was it? Yeah, yeah. yeah marry. Then you know we can we can we can do like. Uh, you know, we can, Outdoor we can have an active lifestyle, mm. you know? Yes, yes, yes. He likes going camping. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he likes going for swims. Yeah, like, it's, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> and then so you would avoid Michael Myers. I'd avoid him. Why? Why Michael? Uh, Honestly, we just... I just don't feel that connection, you know? Uh, yeah, I feel you. And Halloween only <laughs> comes like once a year. he's definitely the best looking of the three. Probably yeah, probably he has all his hair at least, you know. Yeah, that's that's nice. You gotta have chiseled features to fill out that mask. Yeah, that's true. But true, and he's a big dude. He's a big dude, so yeah, he's probably yeah, packing, he's, probably packing some yeah. serious heat down there. He's so. jacked. He's jacked, fucking has dick for days. So you know, I bet you he'd make you feel safe in his arms. That's if you really true. wanted to. That's true. <laughs> that's true. I mean, he 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 is your uh, protector. Okay, so khakis. We're finally back to khakis. Thank you for being patient, khakis. But uh, we have from horror. I want to ask: Have you have any of you had sleep paralysis? So, um, 
Nate was going into this and I interrupted yeah, him. Yeah, sorry. Just to... I jumped the gun. No, no, no. It's okay. And honestly, I'm sure people want to hear about your sleep paralysis more than <laughs> who we would bang, <laughs> what <laughs> evil villain we would bang. But <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, please uh, tell us about your sleep paralysis. Yeah, I have a I have a weird sleeping disorder, uh, which they they diagnosed as idiopathic hypersomnia, which is like scientific fancy talk for you're like super sleepy and we don't know why. But um, I've had <laughs> sleep paralysis a bunch of times. It's like somewhat similar to narcolepsy, mm. where narcolepsy you're like like a certain part of your sleep cycle is jacked up, mm. and for me it's just a, a different part of the sleep cycle. Wow, and uh, so yeah, I've. There, I remember one time the freakiest part. Um, this is this made me actually like start like changing around where like where I keep shit in my room. I was living in kind of a bachelor pad at this point, and I had like I had like my gun and a knife, like you know, in, in a in like a drawer because I was the only person living here, and hardly any anybody ever came up. And I had this crazy dream, this sleep paralysis dream. I don't know if you, if, if any of you've ever had sleep paralysis. A lot of times, like, it seems like you're in your room or wherever you're at, but like you can't move, and and like, but everything seems real. Like you don't realize that it's a dream. Mm. And so, in this particular episode, it it was it seemed like somebody was coming into my room, like breaking in. Whoa, shit. So I had, and it happened like over and over and over again. So like the scene would play out where my door would creak open, a, a black shadow would come into the room and start walking towards me. And I'd like try and break through the paralysis to get through it. And then I'd, I'd fall back asleep for a quick second. And then I'd, I'd wake up and the same thing would repeat itself. Oh, Jesus. And Christ, after a few, horrible. I kind of broke through the paralysis a little bit and I got out of my bed. And I, and, it, and I, once again, like, I don't realize I'm like barely aware at this point in the real world. And I woke up after having this for a while and I woke up like on the floor and I had my gun in my hand. Oh, Jesus Christ, dude. And luckily I didn't, I didn't keep it loaded, but like I had somehow like gotten my gun out of the drawer and then fallen onto the ground and and then like laid there and and that's where i ended up waking up and having i think actually having the gun in my hand like snapped me out of it because like i had this jolt of like oh my god there's a fucking gun in my hand and that's like what like i fully woke up at that point and so um I keep my gun much safer nowadays. That was Wait, years ago. But. Geez, I hope but isn't that not sleep paralysis, though? Like, you, you had sleep paralysis in your dream, but if you were moving, then you weren't paralyzed. I couldn't move at first, and normally, yeah, it's like, I can't, you can't move, but, because um, it, what it essentially is, is, like, there's certain parts of your body, of your brain, that, like, shut down your movement. And you wake up, and but the movement part's still shut down. So usually, the and this is a little less scary in one way. I just wanted to say that one because it was dramatic. But usually what happens is that I, I have a hard time breathing. Oh, wow. So, like, I'll wake up and I'll, I'll like, feel like I can't breathe. And I'll be trying to, to take in breath, but I can't move and I can't breathe. And then I'll fall back asleep. And usually the the dreams that go along with that are some kind of suffocation dreams or something like that, where I'm like underwater or something. Oh, and then I, I fully can't Damn. move. But um, I think that I honestly just like fell out of bed. I don't think I was moving much, but it, it you're right. It is like 
there's a little bit of ambiguity there between like, okay, well, it was a sleep, sleep paralysis. Was it sleepwalking? But it's all kind of the same thing where the mechanisms of sleep are kind of misfiring and not doing what they're supposed to do. Yeah. Cause I, I've experienced sleep paralysis one time and it was like the, I mean, it was fucking terrifying, like just waking up and then trying to move and just not being able to move. And then like, yeah, you, you kind of still have, cause as you were saying, like the, you're still, I don't know, it's some kind of weird, like cross wire thing happening while you're in the dream state or like deep sleep. So I had, you know, you have a, I, or at least for me having a very like active imagination at that time and just like seeing shit in the corner of my eye yeah, and just not being able to move. Like it's, it's fucking terrifying. Super, super scary. Yeah. No, yeah. no shit, man. That, that, that is terrifying. My God. And you woke up with your fucking gun in your hand, Nate, dude. What the fuck? Yeah. That's scary. Shit. Dude. Oh, that's I've awful. woken up outside before. Jesus. Well, is it so? Is it like sleep? Because uh, Bonnie was wondering if it was like sleepwalking. Yeah, like I, I've experienced a lot of different stuff. Mm. Um, I think certain things that I've done, and and also getting uh, just getting a little older, have mitigated certain things. I think actually smoking a lot of weed helps because weed, um, and that that sounds like I'm I'm just being goofy, but I mean it. Like weed shuts down certain areas of your not shuts down, but it it dampens certain areas of your sleep cycle yeah like your REM sleep Mm -hmm. so whenever I I don't smoke weed I have like really wild vivid dreams and Mm -hmm. that's that's normal whenever people get off of it but that was the case even before I started smoking wow and um I think that it helps mitigate some of that uh some of that issue for me Mm -hmm. um but I also think that I was I was having a really stressful time whenever I was younger. So a lot of these episodes um, came about at some of the most like difficult, stressful times in my life, especially whenever I was like a teenager and things like that. And so uh, there's and of course, there's a lot of hormones going on then. So certain developmental things go into it. And if I'm having like a really stressful day at work, I usually have worse issues with, with sleeping and dreams and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So I think there's a lot of like brain chemistry that goes into it. Absolutely. Are you on, are you on any kind of like medication, any kind of psych meds? I've tried Mm -hmm. certain medications. I've Mm -hmm. tried both sleeping medications. Um, this stuff called modafinil, which is Mm -hmm. a generic for provigil, which Mm -hmm. is like a, um, it's kind of like a a, a more mild version of adderall it's like a Mm. focus drug i tried that speed though right it's it's yeah it's it's a stimulant it is a stimulant and yeah um, it's like the it's what people were calling the uh the what's the pill that they were calling it that bradley cooper movie Uh, oh yeah the limitless uh, brain pill which is fucking nonsense i've taken modafinil before and it (laughs) does not turn you into some fucking super smart person i'm taking adderall <laughs> too and honestly like taking adderall to me was was stronger than taking modafinil but yeah um and then i try the, i got prescribed an ssri one time mm-hmm. and all of these things none of them like they would work with certain symptoms but really like what has and this is gonna people are going to hate me for this and i'm not saying that psych drugs don't work and that you shouldn't try medications for certain issues that you're having 
But for me personally, um, it, it's it's like they'll those medications they'll deal with like five ten percent of something. They'll knock the edge off of some problem I have. If I really want to mitigate the issue itself, I have to look at my diet. I have to look at my exercise. I have to look at how much alcohol I'm drinking, how much stress I'm under. Um, you know, how, what kind of social time I'm having? Am I being reclusive? Am I expressing myself creatively? Like I have to have an overall like wellness balance in my life and that will take care of, you know, 75% of my symptoms. Whereas, you know, or I could deal with, you know, 10, 10, 15% of them getting taken care of by the medications. So that's a lot of work and, and it's difficult and I'm not good at it all the time, but I think that, you know, that's, that's the real medicine for most issues that people have is just like an actual healthy lifestyle. And not, not saying, like I said, not saying that medicine isn't necessary and that people shouldn't, you know, should stop taking their meds if they need them to, to live a healthy lifestyle. That's obviously a stupid way to think. And there's a lot of people who've gotten hurt thinking that way, but I think that's where you need to start. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely agree with that 100%. Like, um, before even going and looking into medication is like taking a, uh, you know, just t taking a, you know, looking at what you're doing every day, what's your life, like, uh, <clears throat> the really good idea is like making like, if you're trying to get a hold of like your habits and stuff, like start writing things down. Like, so like, if you're trying to get a hold of your eating habits, literally write down the time and exactly what you ate throughout the day of your normal eating habits and then look at it and then just you you're gonna see i mean if you if you're trying to change something you're gonna see what you're gonna want to change because you're gonna see it like at one o'clock ate lunch at, at two o'clock had a snack at 2 30 got a handful of popcorn yeah you i get at, at three o'clock i drank a cup of coffee and ate a a, a a sweet roll and then at fucking four o'clock i had a piece of candy and and, and this and that and it, and it it really does it really does when you take that sort of inventory of what you're doing in your life you really uh you really do see like how fucked up <laughs> you can be right like it, it, it's just like a very it, it takes a lot. I'm the same way, Nate. I'm the same way where I have, there's a lot to manage. Like I have to manage my, what I'm eating. If I eat too much sugar, I get depressed. Uh, if, if I'm not working out, I get depressed. I get cranky. If I'm not sleeping well, there's just so much. And I think a lot of people probably don't even recognize this and they're just going through with the momentum of life. Just like, I'm going, drinking coffee and Red Bull. Fuck it. Let's do it. And and not really thinking about those sort of repercussions. And then when it comes to like handling these problems, it's like, well, I, I don't know what's going on. I'll just take this pill and fuck it. it, whatever. I'll just take the pill. And that way I don't have to do any work on myself other than eat this pill every morning and that will fix my problems. It's like even taking that pill isn't a guarantee. I, I feel extremely lucky because I'm somebody who was against those SSRIs and, and, and medications for a very long time, only because I was super medicated as a child with Ritalin and, and, and weight loss pills that were fucking, they meant, they were trying to use as like a Ritalin and it just, they, they experimented on me. And so I just had, I just have like this thing against these prescription drugs and then yeah. it just got to that point over this last year where it was like, man, I am just, I'm sick of not being able to manage this shit. Like, it's just like, I do everything I can and it still is just, I'm still an asshole. So 
I, I tried medications, and my God, it has fucking changed the game for me. And, and that's just for me, you know? It's just for me. I don't like I don't like sleeping pills either. I smoke weed to shut off the noisiness, you know. Like I smoke weed to, so I don't have to deal with fucking dreams that fucking haunt me all day. You know, it's like <laughs> I, I it's just easier for me. And and this pill is just another sort of tool, and it doesn't necessarily, you know, take away, you know, it doesn't necessarily take away the depression or take away the anxiety or take away my temperamental mood. But it does sort of give me a little bit of time to process what's going on and sort of get a control over my reactions because it's really my reactions to stress is what fucking fucks my world up. So like having that like split second of time to sort of be like, okay, this is what's happening. You're not really mad about that. You're just mad because you're what blah, 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 blah. That this, they have nothing to do with this. So you projecting your shit onto them is going to do nothing for anybody. And in that split second, I can have this sort of quick conversation with myself where it helps me to, to you know, to, to cope with my, uh, my, my, you know, quixotic temperament. So it's, it's, it's uh, Selexa. I'm on Selexa. It definitely helps you stop from eating all the extra crap because it causes you to be accountable and actually register that you ate it exactly. AKA you can't manage what you don't measure. Well, you know what? You know, it's hard to, I I get what you're saying, but it's just, you know, like I know how I react and I know, and and I can sort of like prep myself internally to, to sort of, because you're not going to be able to stop the bad things that happen to you throughout the day for the most part, you know, like chaos and all that. But, but you can sort of build up this inner strength where you can sort of mitigate these fucking, these, these reactions and, and you can sort of know how you react to certain situations and have sort of a game plan internally to to sort of deal with that. And and so you can't really measure. I get that. But you could definitely. I think they were talking about uh, writing your food choices down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> look at me just talking. <laughs> I'm just talking, guys. <laughs> I'm such a dick. Here, weed is illegal, <laughs> so it does not really help me, even though I have heard it could help my condition. Uh, CBC, CBD is CBD legal there, uh, khakis, because CBD is very cool. Cool. I took Selexa for two years for PTSD. Saved my life. Yo, Selexa, man, it, it fucking, I, I don't know, you know, like, I, I was so against all this. And when you hear about, like, these fucking mass shooters, they're always hopped up on these fucking anti-psych meds, you know? So it's like, in my head, it's like, take anti, take psych meds, turn into a mass shooter and, and, a, a, and a, you know, just a numb uh, shell of a human being. That's th- That was my brain, you know, like. Well, you're doing what you should be doing. You're doing all those, like. You're getting that 75% and I was talking about like you're living a healthy lifestyle and then trying if you get that extra 15% from the medication, okay, we are at 90% and then, okay, I'm just a little off, but I can manage that. Like the problem is people using these medications as a substitute for a healthy lifestyle. Exactly. Exactly. Relying on these things as some, as like the cure-all instead of actually putting in any kind of work to, uh, to, to make yourself better. People don't want to better themselves. They just want an easy answer. Yeah. And and that's where you run into problems. And right now I'm on this sort of this idea that I kind of want to, um, I kind of want to up my own dosage. And my wife's like, please talk to the doctor first. 
And I'm like, well, I think my body's getting... That's smart, Raina. But I know my body, goddammit. And, like, I can tell the meds are starting to wear off. I need 10 more milligrams, and I'll be back to where I'm at. Dr. Schmacher. Maybe you do. Maybe you do. But it's always smart to talk to your doctor about it. Absolutely. And by the way, everybody, if 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 you're worried about the vaccine... Please consult a doctor. <laughs> nah, all right, I'm not gonna go there. Don't consult a YouTube video. No, nope, don't do that. It's not good. It's not good. So, what is this? Your uh, Bonnie, your Bonnie. What? What? What the hell is this? Di. It looks like dioxazine. 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 <laughs> that's the this? purple. Oh, that's the purple. That. She- <laughs> that's. Turns out dioxazine is actually the uh, the key COVID. Uh, yeah, it's the key therapeutic. To, yeah, it's the key. Forget ivermectin. Have you tried? Yeah, fuck dioxazine. ivermectin. It's dioxazine. dioxazine. We gotta purple up that blood just a little bit. <laughs> Eat some bugs. It, it kills it. <laughs> Shut up, Bonnie. You got me. You got me. I dare you. Got him. Got him. Damn the man, indeed. Well, okay. So here's the deal, guys. Um, do you guys got to go? Do you got about 10 more minutes or are you guys good to go? I got 10 minutes. I got 10 minutes. It's getting pretty late here, but well, hey, I'm, if you got to stick around a little bit. This was Prince's secret. Yeah. Okay. So I want to do a couple things. Uh, if you guys got to go, you got, I understand. Um, but, uh, I'm going to do a quick, I'm going to do a quick performance of hot boy summer. And then I'm going to try to do something. For Penny, but I don't know how this is going to turn out. And Penny told me to forget about it, but now I'm sort of like in for the challenge. So who knows? Yeah. So if you guys got to go pee. Mute our shit. No, I'm in for it. uh, Do your thing. I got 10 minutes too. I lied. I have more. (laughs) Should we mute ourselves here? Eh, It don't matter. You guys can do whatever you want. You guys, you don't have to mute yourself. You can just, uh, you can just, you know, laugh and interject however you want. Laugh. God, how big of a dick am I? You guys can just sit there and roll and just laugh. Just sit there and enjoy my <laughs> fantastic performance, all right? <laughs> just sit there so and be kidding. thankful. <laughs> you know, it's been kind of hot outside. The wind's blowing. That hot, hot heat. Life seems to get pretty sticky sometimes. When you're living in Ohio, gets pretty hot. Oh shit, hold on. It gets real hot. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> What's going on? Hold on, we'll try this again. There we go. Oh, we're gonna do it. We're doing it. I drink my white claw while I buy my Bitcoin with my Biden bucks. I jam EDM while I rub one out to Joe Rogan's podcast. MMA bitch, it's gonna be a hot boy summer. It's gonna be hot boy summer. It's gonna be hot boy summer. It's gonna be a hot boy summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pop Molly pills, drink muscle milk while I'm smoking my douche flutes. I hit on a girl that told me to put my shirt back on. 
flex on a tray. It's gonna be a hot boy summer. It's gonna be hot boy summer. It's gonna be hot boy summer. It's gonna be a hot boy summer. Jesus, I need to lift the truck. Dear baby Jesus, I need to lift the truck. Dear baby Jesus, can you lift my truck up higher? Higher! Higher! It's gonna be a hot boy summer. It's gonna be a hot boy summer. It's gonna be a hot. Boy summer, it's gonna be hot. Boy summer, it's gonna be hot. Well, there you go, guys. Hot boy summer, live and direct. Kathosaurus, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. If you're leaving, I understand that this has been quite a <laughs> Quite a journey. Uh, Penny. Our, oh, uh-oh. I have a text from Raina. It must mean that I need to get the fuck out of here. Let's see. <laughs> Let me see. Don't do Penny's song. I'm as, okay, cool. Never mind, Penny. Mighty, mighty, thank you so much for those biddies. Okay. So then it's time to raid. It's time to raid. Thank you guys so much for coming on. Again, the podcast is called casual cognition if you enjoyed these fellers here today then make sure you're out there and you go and support them uh here is the link to the spotify but you'll be able to listen to it for free on spotify but also it's everywhere you stream your podcast so you can just do a simple search for casual cognition i wish i would have put all their fucking socials in here but i'm a fucking burnout and this is what happens. no worries we're really we're really mostly on uh like we have an instagram but we're not super social media active uh we're a little old school but um yeah, send, send, we also we have an email on there. So if anybody uh, wants to send us an email, we we've done a lot of like <laughs> listener request topics. There you go. I know that sounds uh, really old school, but <laughs> yeah, yeah the, podcast email. email, send us a topic, or uh, you know, we got a Discord set up. We got to send us a message on Damn. Instagram. They love you guys. You want to do the Graceful Bard? I think we should do the Graceful Bard too. I love the Graceful Bard. Everybody, get your raid calls. Remember Monday. Oh, yes, and everybody in the Discord, I'm going to jump in the Discord afterwards if you guys want to debrief or do whatever. Do you have a fax number? <laughs> Calm down, cat. Um, yeah, yeah. We're I'm going to get that set up. I'll be jumping. Actually, um, I have a smoke signal um, set up. It's going to be in the southeastern United States. So if you stand on the nearest mountaintop somewhere in the Appalachians, you should be able to see my smoke signals. Yeah, just nationwide smoke signals. Yo, isn't it crazy that New York City is getting hit with that smoke from the West Coast? It's fucking nuts. Oh, it's nuts. The jet stream is causing some wild shit. Good times, good times. All right, guys, we are going to go and raid the Graceful Bard, who has been a guest on this show and who is just the kindest, sweetest, most awesome human being. 
Um, thanks for having us on mike i just want to say yeah thank you for having us on mike and thanks everyone in the chat for hanging out this was super super fun and uh yeah much love this was dope yeah i had a good time too guys thank you guys so much for coming on and bringing your your wisdom to us and uh bonnie loves it Nate, thank you so much, Hank. I really appreciate you guys coming on the show and hanging out. Uh, I had a fantastic time chatting it up with you guys. Again, go check out Casual Cognition Podcast. It's anywhere you stream your podcast. Find the link in the show notes. You can also find Hank on Twitch. Uh, he streams as well as streams music. So go and find Hank. And uh, no, don't go and find him. I'll find him for you. The link are in the link are the link are in the show notes. The links are in the show notes. So go support these guys. They're awesome. Uh, you can also find We Speak English Good on Twitch. Thursday. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm done. I'm fucking done. I'm fucking done. So I should be uh, I should be at Willie Town uh, and dealing with the sun and the moon and the sky and the stars and all that shit. Uh, hopefully everything is okay. Uh, I'm, not, I'm in one piece. Hopefully I'm not exhausted to the point of, 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 of just falling over. Everything's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. It's going to be good. I had therapy today, so I'm about to fly out tomorrow, so I should be okay. Right? Everything's fine. <sighs> okay, guys. I'm going to go because I got so much stuff to do that I can't really hang out with you guys this time. So I hope you guys are enjoying the podcast. I hope you guys are having fun. Our numbers are going way up. We're hitting PRs again, guys. So I, I can't thank you guys enough for all the love and support you guys have been showing the show. I mean, we broke 10,000, over 10,000 plays in one week. Holy shit, that is a lot of plays for us, you know? Um, so now we're trying to get 10,000 plays per episode, and then daddy's going to take a vacation. No, I'm just kidding. It's like 10,000 isn't shit. We need 50,000 per episode. But, you know, baby steps. Eight years in, baby steps. Um, I'm still drinking my nasty coffee from two weeks ago. So, <laughs> from last week. I'm still drinking my nasty coffee from last week. My instant coffee and coconut milk. Love coconut milk. Okay, guys, I'm done. Be good to your fellow human beings. HJ's for everybody. I'll see you guys next week with God knows who from God knows where. All right.